you have your fear, which might become reality. And you have Godzilla, which is reality. I'm sick of Godzilla. Are back. Is this? Hold on. Is this our first? Uh, is this the first show of the year? It is. No? Is it? It is. It oh is. Oh my god. Well, I guess Happy New Year, if that's a thing. But uh, there's three. There's three of us tonight. And listen, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Jay, my co-host, because I know Jay's going to introduce the rest of us. So Jay, how are you doing? <laughs> Thank you for being here. How are you? Well. It is our first show of the year. Um, some might think it's the year 2020, but we all know in the year of our Lord and Savior, the cybernetic space chicken, Geigen, 50. It is year 50. Is. And who better to celebrate it with? Then, yeah, we got the tattooed Titan of Tokusatsu, Jacob Walsh over there, blah, old news. <laughs> but we also have our special guest. She is the kick-ass queen of the cosmos, the feline frolicking femme fatale of Faroe Island. And you might be aware of her podcast interrupting cats. But did you also know she's Atlanta's number one breeder of door rats? She's new to Kaiju, but from Tokyo Tower to Pai Kai Tower, she is podcasting royalty. And we just call her the Shoganess of the Shobajine, Miss Abigail Gardner. I'm not worthy. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I've, I have always. That's actually why I'm doing the show tonight is to get that <laughs> intro. Everyone else gets a sweet intro from Jay, but God we, we can swear. God damn it, dude. Yeah, that was a, that swear. was really well written, Jay. I know that you are a writer, author, uh, published, et cetera. And that's, <laughs> the, I, I mean, you take you seem to take joy in that. And you can really feel it every time that you do the intro. So I wanted to say thank you for, for doing that. No, you now, welcome to my contract. So I no, have to oh, you uh, have to? But before we go any further, I want, I want Abby to explain all the references in that. Okay, so <laughs> you said Dorats. I know those are the little Godzillas from... Do, well... Wrong. <laughs> they're little. Kind of right. They're, but... they're, it's like the Terminator style. I, I know, I don't know the name of it, but it's definitely like, I remember they I remember they were in the, one of the time travel uh, movies. You're right. True. Godzilla versus mm -hmm. King Ghidorah. So let me, mm -hmm. that, that people are probably like, what is happening? Uh, we, <laughs> we, we brought Abby on from, from YHS uh, because Abby is kind of just getting into this, kind of just getting started. She's only been, you know, watching Godzilla movies pretty recently i guess uh mm -hmm. and we just thought it would be cool to bring her on and make fun of her for not knowing anything so, oh i can't um, wait i welcome it or, or what better new year's resolution than to get into the kaiju genre i mean it is a, i mean who cares about dieting and health and all that stuff we yeah. care about giant rubber suited monsters and it's the perfect new year's resolution i yeah. think so i absolutely agree with you jay um <laughs> Honestly, like if we were traveling back as to like when I really first started getting heavily into watching Godzilla movies or watching more than one at once was when you were in town in Atlanta. And it was like all three of us together. I kind of got yeah. like the bug at that point. And, and well, we sat down and we watched. What did we watch? Godzilla's Revenge, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think we were watching, I think Godzilla versus Megalon maybe was like mm -hmm. on or we were getting there. And then um, and then we watched Godzilla's Revenge and Craig fell asleep. 
Yes, yep. 100%. Which, going back and revisiting that movie, I'm like, I kind of understand why he fell asleep. Because it's not... <laughs> oh, we'll, it get might be, we'll get there yeah, a little bit. It might be on my list of, of uh, movies, <laughs> Godzilla movies. They're not my favorite. Um, but yeah, essentially, it was, it was y'all who kind of ushered me into this. And uh, I'm not afraid of not knowing things about this, this world and this franchise. It's actually something that um, I find kind of appealing about it. It's, um, I grew up watching uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 and uh, Gamera movies used to be on that a lot. Mm -hmm. they were, that was yeah. kind of my introduction um, at like yeah. seven or eight. I was like, I know we're watching these movies to make fun of them, but I like can't stop thinking about the relationship between Ichi and, and Gamera and like how special um, moments of them are. And I would obsess over and think about um, the, the characters and the monsters. And it was definitely something that was not um, part of like, as I grew up, I wasn't like taught about uh, Godzilla or it was, it's the, like, a, it's a non-Judeo-Christian like <laughs> world of divinity and divine creatures. <laughs> yeah. And I find it to be beautiful and, and really like special. And um, like, I take, I take a moment and, and, and respect it. Um, but then there's like so much fun and silliness that goes on, which is so appealing to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. hundred percent. I, I mean, uh, it does have God in the title. I mean, it is Godzilla. True, so. true. Yeah, that's true. But like, what a what a much better entity to like look up to and worship, and what a better like way to respect nature and um, like the environment. I feel like the messaging is a, is different in Godzilla movies. And for me, just jumping into these movies like I have with basically like just diving right in with y'all two, and then going back to be able to watch them just on my own time because. Craig's not watching these movies with me. Movies Which makes so me honest. angry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it does makes me, me too. mad that he's buying Safubi, but you know, spending good money on it, but he yeah. won't watch. He's not seen a Godzilla movie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And like, he'll come. This is what he does. He goes in the toy room and he starts organizing and like redoing things. And I put Hedorah on, which is one of the movies I've watched recently. And he'll come in every like 20 minutes. And be like, I yeah. love this movie. I love <laughs> this. <laughs> I really like this. I'm like, that's how I know you're not paying attention to anything that's on the screen. That's amazing. Well, I have a question right. for Abby. So you, you said like, obviously you, your intro to the kaiju genre was via Mystery Science Theater 3000 and mm -hmm. Gamera and that you didn't really watch it like growing up and like what, like I know when you started kind of this deep dive into it, but like what spurred it on? Was it just, was it truly just like by chance and luck of the draw that, you know, we were, we put on Godzilla versus Megalon and Godzilla's revenge and whatever. And Jake was in town. I know he probably had a satchel of Godzilla VHSs with him. Um, or was it like, or was there kind of any kind of little desire before that to kind of dive deep into this wacky world of Kaiju? I mean, I don't want to like attribute everything to Jake and it's to okay. You, you can but we, well. legitimately we mostly do everything on the show. We attribute to Jake. So it's cool. yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> the, the tattooed, uh, Titan, I legitimately like, but by listening to Jake talk on, yes, have some, like in our early days, you would talk about Godzilla and Stephen King, which I got into. So I realized you're like, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I always liked the, uh, like, aesthetic of um the different monsters and, it, and it, because it was a world that i didn't know i find that exciting because i can dive in on my own and like mm -hmm. on my own terms with like no judgment and no one around especially since craig's not watching these movies mm -hmm. i had this like honestly watching um godzilla versus megalon and watching godzilla's revenge like something about going back because i grew up i was raised on old movies mm -hmm. um so something about seeing a movie that was made back in that time where I used to see movies, like uh, like in it, so it was a time period I'm familiar, the production quality, et cetera.
but it's nothing I've seen before. And it's, it's gripping and it, it's a total pure detachment from reality for like just the sake of having fun. Um, mm -hmm. And I really, really like that aspect of uh, watching a Godzilla movie. You don't have to like have a lot of, you, you can, and I understand that the two of you like will dive really deep into things. But for me personally, it's like, I can just watch and let it wash over me and forget reality and really get uh, swept up into a beautiful, imaginative, colorful world. Um, with fun characters and good music. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was. there was something about that that like I was like, this is a nostalgia that I can have, that I can build on now mm -hmm. um, of things that like I, I wish I'd... That's what, I, that's what I'm all about. Y'all know this. Like I missed out on a lot of stuff in childhood because of homeschool um, and being raised in a religious family. So when it came to, when it comes to the stuff that I pull into my life now and that I want to decorate my my house with, it's whatever I want it to be. And I'm not going to have anybody stop me, whether it's intimidating bully dudes or, or uh, gatekeepers, et cetera. Like that's like, I know I don't know as much as either of you do, but I, I have the same passion and love when it comes to, um, to watching Kaiju and, and seeing the, and learning about monsters, et cetera. Yeah. That's one thing that's really cool that I think, and, and Jake, you can correct me if, if you feel differently, but like as us that have seen these movies, literally in some cases, hundreds of times and been yeah. fans of them for decades, like I think we've lost, it's harder for us to go back to that sense of we're just watching them for pure fun yeah. because like, you know, it, it is that you're right. Like you can, and I think that having that dual purpose that you can watch them just to like for the surface level aesthetic, the mm -hmm. action in some cases, the silliness in some cases, the, the very hit you in the over the head with it, you know, moral type stuff, or mm -hmm. you can dive deeper in, into and get really crazy and have, you know, podcasts where we talk for three hours about Matongo, right? Um, you can do those things. And I think like, as you get older, like, or more into it, like, I, I, I wish that I still had that kind of that first viewing of, any of the Godzilla movies again, because it is like, I just, even though I love them, and I enjoy them. I can't just sit there and be like, I'm just watching this for fun. I have to think I have to compare it to other movies. I have to, you know, <laughs> this is what they did wrong. This is my favorite part of it. Um, and I don't know. Jake, that's brain. Exactly. Right. It, it's it's yeah. so true. Um, and I think that's where I, I'm, I'm so envious of you, Abby, is that you get to watch a lot of these for the first, second, third, fourth viewing and it's still that kind of like it can serve that dual purpose. And that's so cool. Yes, I understand. It's sad that my childhood was like robbed from me, but it's really <laughs> cool that I get to have like that first yeah. viewing of so many things. It literally that's, like uh, that's a funny. I'm I'm you know, it sucks. My childhood was robbed from me, but at least I get to watch Godzilla versus the smog monster for the first time. Hey, the glass yeah. is half full. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 Jay, I, I agree with that to to a you know a little bit but also like there there are certain movies for me that i'll put on that i do just like I, like godzilla versus megalon i put that yeah. on and i'm not comparing that to anything i'm not like i just put that on i probably watch godzilla versus megalon more than any other godzilla mm -hmm. film and it's not my favorite but it is to me like the most fun and it is mm -hmm. like there's nothing you can't watch Godzilla versus Megalon and critique that movie. It's just, you know what I mean? Silly fun. And, yes, and, it's, and it's the one that I watch. And now there are others that I'll put on and I'm just like, well, why'd they do that? Or why didn't they do, you know, like, I mean, well, we, we did that whole episode of Space Godzilla yeah. recently and I love <laughs> Space Godzilla, but it's impossible to watch that. And not the design's great, but well, well, I guess maybe Jake on that, like, so go back to Megalon and, and I'm curious, Abby, even as a first timer, like, 
mm-hmm. if you watch it, like maybe not even just critiquing, but like, like, do you never have that itch to be like, pause it and be like, I need to know more about that actor. I need to know why they like that. You, you can just like watch it and just be like, it kind of like background noise, but in a positive way, like a positive. Godzilla versus Megalon is perfect. <laughs> it's, okay. <laughs> it's comforting. I'll say that. Much. It is. Oh, it's great. It is, yeah. You're in safe space with Megalon here. We all we all have our love of that movie. So that's not a that's not one that we'll fight over. Um, no, I, I just I just for me it's like even that film, which is so fun and funny and and everything. And you're right. And I don't look at it necessarily with a critical eye, but like I want to be like, oh, okay, well. Sasaki is actually the guy, the, what's his name? I forgot his first name, but the guy that plays Goro, he's actually the son of the guy that plays Kobayashi and Godzilla raids again. And oh, let's go. And right, I, just, I feel like right, everyone right, just right. gets me down a wormhole uh, or rabbit hole, I should say, For not sure. a wormhole. That's a totally, mm-hmm. that's, uh, this is a sci fi podcast now, but <laughs> yeah. um, gets me down a rabbit hole. Or a sinkhole. And, and, yeah, no, or a sinkhole. Okay. Yeah, wait, wait, we're not talking about Godzilla versus Mega Gears here, man. Um, but um, but yeah, anyway, that's my list. Yeah, please don't. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I, like I said, net net. I, I wish I could I wish I could go on and put on Godzilla versus Megalon and be my first viewing of it because I think that would just be so joyous and amazing and so I have to live vicariously through people like Abby I guess yeah, yeah. and I, I welcome you too honestly like it's <laughs> it's it's the best thing to to show somebody something um and I remember the weekend that you were here we had seen we drove out to see a Mecha Godzilla that was like oh, on yeah. the 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 walkway in Atlanta by the Mellow Mushroom, right? Yeah, exactly. And like watching the reverence with which Jake <laughs> and Jay were like, "I want to get this picture in front of this Godzilla," <laughs> and like the the hunt for it. I was like, this, "There's something to this." Um, and I I didn't know. I, I don't know. You can come at it from at any point and just say, mm. "I like the design. Uh, yeah. I find this entertaining, and this yeah. is a, a great way to spend my time." Um. And it's, it's a positive distraction, like you're saying. Yeah. Well, um, I, whenever, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was, you go ahead, Jake. I was at, a, at another kind of off topic question. So please. I say like, whenever we when Jay, when you came down and we watched Godzilla's revenge, I remember thinking in my head, I was like, I was like, fuck, I don't want to watch this movie with Craig and Abby <laughs> because like, Craig and Abby have heard me talk about Godzilla. Like since the first time I ever went to <laughs> Craig and Abby's house, that's the one that hooked me. She had a, a Trendmasters Rodan toy. And I was, look, Craig was showing me his toy room for the first time. That, yeah. And I walked in and I went straight to that and I picked it up and I'm like, whoa, Trendmasters Rodan. And Abby were both like, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's what that is. They Neither one of them knew. So like, they've both talked about Godzilla so much. So whenever we were going to sit down and I'm like, finally, these people are going to get to watch a Godzilla movie. And, and kind of get a glimpse of like what I've been Godzilla's revenge. It's the yeah. worst. And I remember just being like, they're going to think I. Well, like, I guess you could, you could say that, but, but also like it also had stock footage from so many other films. It's like, you get to watch all of them at once. So it's you have that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true, right. true. And it's also very disarming watching that movie. I was like, Oh, well, this, this, these, what's there to be afraid of? Like, I know it's a dense <laughs> world, but it, it's, yeah. It's just, it's got, it hits that like very, like that and, stupid, funny part in my brain that I can, that I really just, mm, I get and, into. And guys, yeah. guess what? It's also not a Godzilla movie. So you don't have to. I'm about pretty that. sure. I'm pretty sure. Before we Godzilla's watch. Revenge isn't. i sure I'll just listen. Um, but we all, did we watch Godzilla versus King? I think Craig through that one, didn't he? Oh, Jake, you cut out a we little bit. We watched that together. Yeah, oh, we did. Am I here? You're back. You're back now. Am I back? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, 
I think that th I don't remember Jay. I don't know if Jay was there or not, but I think we all did sit down and watch Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. And I and yeah, I'm, yeah, sure I'm pretty yeah, sure Craig that. sat through that as well. Yeah, and I, that's the one that did him in. He's like, I never again will I watch one of these. I love the what? design in that movie. I feel like that's that that's the 1990 yeah, early 90s one one. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. That I like some design aspects of that mm -hmm. movie, but I understand. Uh, it's tough with Craig when it comes to anything like deep sci-fi, old sci-fi movies. Craig's taste in movies while he's not. I here. do. <laughs> I'm not even gonna bring up subtitles, but yeah, there's something about it that that I oh I like that though because it's yeah. literally just my world to explore, and then I can talk to you right. two and like Jake told me what this was. I've had this since like the early '90s. I used to take this on vacations with me to Florida um as a little girl. So yeah, I, I obviously love. I have always had a love for the was, design yeah. of the. No, I don't. I don't. I didn't need to know. I love yeah. bird designs, and uh, I, I just I loved uh, the idea of huge monsters. Was just something that was like fun and and completely foreign to me. I don't know if that's the right word. Like it wasn't something I was raised with. So yeah. when you were when you were like starting this deep dive, right, uh, mm -hmm. whatever date that was, and you started watching a few of these films, was there any point that you actually like thought about? stopping and like no nah, i'm good like this is good or did like were there any kind of like i guess resistance to continuing on like kind of watching it or uh was there a, was there a movie that was like okay i'm done uh oh, this one's the end uh yeah, yeah. you'd think it would have been godzilla's revenge but that was the beginning not um, the godzilla movie not oh. does not take place in the world of godzilla right it's, it's a only dream. dream sequences dream sequences okay uh <laughs> uh i'd have to say honestly the only thing that kind of because i got really heavy into uh buying Godzilla tapes and on uh, VHS over mm -hmm. like last spring, last winter time. Um, I think I might have gone a little bit too hard. Then I needed to kind of like I take it back down because <laughs> I I just would watch a, like a large quantity. Uh, I remember in particular while I was sick for a couple of weeks and it was just like Godzilla, Godzilla. This is a great, fantastic place for my mind to go uh, when I when my body feels sick. Um, so there's there was like a major consumption that took place over like December, January, February of this past year. And then I guess just, I'm trying to think what, what brought me back in. Um, we went to a little kaiju pop-up when we were in Chicago mm -hmm. very recently. Um, and that kind of brought some some life back into my my interest in my collection. Anytime I see like Sofubi and see the, the toys, it's really, it ignites that like interest um, back within me. And the fact that I don't have, the, there's no rules when it comes to like the toys and that's what I've had some of the the dealers, uh, the dealer in our last, um, the last place we were in Chicago, like mentioned, he was like, hey, you don't have to, you made some good choices here. You're picking out some good stuff. It doesn't matter that you don't really know exactly what's going on with these. These are good pieces. They'll appreciate very nice taste. And I was like, oh, that's a real, that's of a Of course the dealer's going to say that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, these are good. You made great choices. Give good, me the money. Yeah. You're right. I'm like, like, you have taste. I'm like, I do have taste. Um yeah. <laughs> but I do, I, I really like the stuff that I bought and I like knowing y'all because you can inform me like further on what exactly well, it is that I have. Let's see what you got. You got it with you? Let, let's go yeah. ahead. I usually do like, like Jay, do you have pickups this week? Oh yeah, I do. Okay. I some, well then I let's have a ton, but I have, I have okay. some heavy hitters this week. Yeah. Well then let, let's go, let's, let's do pickups and then we'll get back to, I don't have anything this week. So we'll, let's talk about some uh, Abby stuff and then we'll, we'll see okay. what Jay's got. Cool. cool. Cool, cool, cool. What you got? What you got? Uh, what have I got? Well, I already showed you all this, Rodan. Um, right. I, 
Jake is about to get so mad at me because this is not canon to anything, but I did have this out That's on my desk. Not a Godzilla toy. But don't quit the show, Jake. It's but fun. it's okay for me to like I it. Love I love it. Sure. Like what I like. Hey, Abby, so somebody sent this to us. I think that's just the rules a, aren't strict here. Yeah, okay. no. That, I think that's just like a Chinese uh, yeah, knockoff knock toy. Yeah, they just yeah. they make a lot. You tell know, they yep. did. So that's they China. did make they did make some like knockoff Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Supposed to be. I'm trying to look if I have. Uh, I do, you know what? Pull up your next toy, and I'm going to grab something. Sure. This is Godzilla oh, Junior. Yeah. Little Godzilla. From that's Minya. Minya. Is this Manila. just regular? Okay, so I was literally kind of. Is there any difference between Minya and uh, and Godzilla Junior? Is it all one in the same because of the different yeah. movies? Hold on, I'm coming back for this conversation. Okay. I, wrote, I wrote that. <laughs> I, I was about to jump question. in, but I'll, I'll let I'll let Jake chime in on on okay. Minya versus okay, so there, the baby thing versus is that, little versus okay. right. So Minya. Minya or Manila, they call I don't know why they call them that sometimes. That's like the baby Godzilla from the older, from the Showa era. So like the older movies, mm-hmm. that is a sort of puppet and Final Wars. But then when you get to, um, so in the 90s, in, is it Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla? There is a baby Godzilla. And he's like mm-hmm. human sized. And in the next movie, he's a little bit older and that which is godzilla versus space godzilla he's older he looks different so then instead of calling him baby godzilla he is now little godzilla and then in the next film he's even older and he looks more like godzilla and then they call him godzilla jr so baby godzilla little godzilla and godzilla jr are the same creature minya holy spirit that exactly and then minya is the older baby godzilla yeah Thank you for explaining yeah. that. I appreciate. You're welcome. It. That yeah. was fun. I can't believe I did. Yeah. That. Yeah. I was just gonna show. I was just gonna show you talking about bootleg toys. This is oh, a yeah. yeah. This is, is a, a two-eyed gigan. This is like a famous bootleg yeah. gigan. He's got two yeah. eyes. His little <laughs> claws are in the wrong way. He's got two fingers instead of one big yeah. thing. And uh, I remember getting this at like a fair. This was made in Hong Kong. I remember fairs would always That's have imperial, these imperial, right? It is imperial, I think. Yeah. And then uh. Um, you would see these a lot, and I remember the first time I got this, I like won it as a prize at a fair, and I have a few different ones, and they're painted mm-hmm. differently. Mm-hmm. But I remember being like, it was when I was too young to know what bootlegs were, and I was like, well, it's supposed, it looks like Gigan, like what yeah. is it? And I used to think that maybe this was related to Gigan, and he was in a movie that I hadn't seen yet, and I was always like trying to find the movie with the two-eyed Gigan in it, but then I found <laughs> out what bootlegs were when I got a little older and this is like a famous Godzilla bootleg. No. And you'll see, you'll see the Godzilla without the spikes on it as well, without the dorsal uh, spines. Yeah. yeah I have yeah. one of those in here. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. What, Abby, pick what, up, though. what else do you got, Abby? Cool. Uh, this is one of the, well, actually I'll show you before I moved on to the really cool Mothra. I got this Mothra when I was, uh, this is just like a Bandai, I think. Mm-hmm. Bandai, um, yeah. Just struck my eye. I saw it in full circle toys. And I put this on top of my Christmas tree this year. I have a connection with Mothra. Like I, I really, I vibe. I just the transformation and the evolution and like the beauty um of this creature. I think is really fantastic. Well, I mean, um, you are the Shogunessa of the Shoba Jean, so I expect nothing less. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank that's, you. That's a that version of Mothra is one of the I think one of the best kaiju period. I like yeah. I like Rainbow Mothra. That's what I was yeah. gonna say. It's Rainbow Mothra. Yeah. Now this is a different Mothra, mm-hmm. not Rainbow Mothra. No. Nope. It, I mean, you would think that because of the colors, mm-hmm. but 
Rainbow Mothra is specifically the one you just had. This mm -hmm. is classic Mothra, but so, with a giant so, head. Okay. A little history about this toy right here. So this mm -hmm. that guy is uh, when Marasan, which is one of the first toy companies uh, in Japan, like post-war, they did a lot of die-cast and tin toys, and mm -hmm. they eventually evolved into um, uh, Sofabi or soft final toys. Mm -hmm. They got the Subarai license. They did a lot of ultra kaiju, and they they had about six or seven Godzilla property toys uh, that they were a license that they were able to make. Mothra was one of those. So originally, I think that original Mothra came out like 1967. It was blue. They did a couple of their colorways. So then in mm -hmm. 1992. Mm -hmm. Bandai did a one-year um, kind of paying homage to the old-school Sophobia of Marusan and Bullmark and Popey. And what they did was they took that sculpt and that blue colorway and mm -hmm. made it into a Bandai. So that's the 92 reimagining of an old Marusan sculpt. Jake, I think you have like the um, the Megalon from that year that was the, uh, a Bullmark. Bullmark. Yeah. Yep, yep. They did the same thing. It was only for one year that Bandai decided to do that, but it's a beautiful piece. And and you know you don't have to drop the five six hundred dollars you would to get the original Marasan uh, right. vintage mm -hmm. one. It's, uh, maybe you did. I don't want to assume. No, no I was but, really uh, <laughs> proud of myself for dropping a hundred dollars on it. I was like, look, look what I just casually bought. Yeah. <laughs> I got to barge. It's it's contagious. Uh, thank you for the info on this. I was kind of hoping a, I could do that. Just be like, yeah, I've sold that. I've sold that one a couple exactly times. This, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I sold that one a couple times on Toku Toy Town. I bought it a couple times. Uh, yeah, and uh, and it's a it's a one that everybody always buys. It's a cool piece, and it's just it's just neat. Yeah, I love the big the big facial features and everything. Yeah, the, the size well, and, of it, it's beautiful. And that's one of the things about early Sophobia is that you know the idea of, of, of action figures, you know, you think about the early, like the first ever, like GI Joe, like action figures and dolls and stuff, they were still relatively new. And so the, they were, it was a real gamble from Japan for them to create monsters as toys. Cause everything at that time was like role-playing toys, right? You wanted, you know, for, for cowboys and mm -hmm. Indians, native Americans, you know, the, you wanted the cap guns, you wanted the, mm -hmm. you know, wanted that stuff. And so Marison took a, a leap of faith to create that. But one of the parts that they had to really work on was they didn't want to scare the little kids with these monsters. So they made them bigger features and softer edges and the paint jobs were a little less, you know, realistic um mm -hmm. because they wanted to appeal to kids and then it just based became, on the real monsters yeah, did, yeah. Did, 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 did it did that all right <laughs> then it just became this huge cultural phenomenon over there to where even like the emperor of japan's children collected sophobie monsters kaiju sophobie mm -hmm. from arson and stuff so um it's there's a reason they had the big features and the the fun paint that's very interesting yeah. I obviously I, I I'm like drawn to the the big features and the bright colored mm -hmm. paint and it's it's okay. yeah this well, probably that's what got me. Well, that's what a lot of people are drawn to Sofu before. And that's mm. something that me and Jay have talked about a lot. I used to not like that because yeah. I would always want, I would always want to buy the Godzilla toys that are, that look like Godzilla. And I the used to get accurate. kind of, I used to get kind of annoyed when they were like, <laughs> I would see a Sofubi and I'm like, why the fuck is it purple? Or why is yeah. it like, that's not it looks like dollars. I'm not, not going to spend $200 <laughs> on a toy yeah. that doesn't look anything like it does in the movie. But right. now, but now it's like I like I love both, so it's like Absolutely. you kind of learn. There's different ways people come into it. So yeah, exactly. and I think that's such a that's another like a, a attractive piece of this whole world is that the the Sifubi itself, the fact that there's all those variations, it makes it like limited and rare, and it also feels like a form of art that yeah. you can like yeah. just look through. The, I don't know what the book was, Jake, that you lent me one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, has like huge collection. Yeah, it just it's something that really anyone can can get into. But in, for me in particular, like it's. It's the appreciation of what went into it, the history. Um, I think that's fascinating. And I like that you can just kind of buy your way into it as you do without 
Well, I mean, it's not. It's not like you know modern toy lines where it's like Marvel Legends and you and it's like okay, well the new line of Marvel Legends is out. It's just like yeah, random shit is out all the time, and it's yeah. like it's impossible to collect all of it. So you just mm-hmm. pick and choose and buy what you want, and it's like kind of yeah. more. Uh, it's less stressful that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know? Because you're just like, oh, I'm going to get this and I'll get this yeah. and like, fuck that thing. But 100%. there's no reason to be, a, you know, a completionist. You can't complete you anything. You can't. It's impossible. Yeah, it can't it's, not, it's not going to happen unless it's a super small little. Yeah. Unless you're Jay and you're just going to buy the seven of the one, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the bio gojis that you're getting. Yeah. I have seven now. I think I need 12. <laughs> Yeah, to finish that one off or something, but uh, yes, that's like I was saying, but even that that is mm-hmm. one company, Modern Marison, one right. line, Marison 350, one, one like got kaiju Godzilla, then one year, one suit design of that kaiju 1989. So, like, it's still like you have to get really, still really, a million, really, really yeah. deep, yeah. I mean, yes. it's truly, it's truly nuts to think about that. Um, and uh, and then like, because if I wanted to do Godzilla. 54, I could do Marison 350, 1954, and have another 12 to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's the like that's something that I, I love about it. The the collectability of it being an unending search without pressure um for really any outside force but myself, just what I like at my own pace. And yeah. that, that's yeah. what I enjoy about it. Yeah, for sure. Um what else you, you got? got? Anything else? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm not sure who this is. I got this. Ah, twin tail. Twin tail. Twin tail. Twin tail. Yeah. So cute. Just one of those designs that got me. I love the like kind of placid. Like, He's very ooh, like ooh. derpy looking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah what, dude. One thing I know, Abby, I know. It's the derpiest face. It's derpy. I'm not, that's why I like it. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. I don't um, even know what it means. Just like derp. But it yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I I don't you know, know. Like when you take a high school, like a class photo, and you're like, "They're yeah, yeah, yeah exactly." Okay. Abby, I don't know if you've actually seen any Ultraman, but the like one thing about all the Ultraman kaiju is they are all insane looking, and it's like <laughs> it, you know, and, and I think part of it is because you know Ultraman was a show and it was coming on, I guess, weekly or whatever at the time, mm-hmm. so it was like kind of Power Ranger ish, and they were like putting together monster suits really quick, but they mm-hmm. are the craziest looking weirdest monsters you'll ever see. And that's one of them. So yeah. 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 And I think that's a path I want to go down. I think you got him at uh you bought, you got him at uh one of those toy shows in Atlanta, right? Where we yeah, didn't we also so. buy a bunch of, uh, was where we got the puppets, a little fi- oh, there you go. <laughs> bunch of finger puppets. Yep. Little fingies. Yep. All that. Ultraman. Yep. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And when I posted these on my Instagram, I remember Jay, you were like immediately responding and informing me like what I purchased. (laughs) And I love that. Uh, And I'm not the biggest Ultraman. I mean, I love Ultraman, but I don't know as much. It's it's hard because there's been so many series. I do do love the 66. And I've actually, that's what I've been rewatching the last few nights and stuff. But uh, um, but yeah, there's some really cool kaiju. And it's it's still Subaraya. So it's still the special effects director from, you know, obviously Godzilla. So you'll see a lot of the Baragon and Godzilla suits will be really a little bit of crossover. Yeah, exactly. And there's some really cool stuff. And, and some of them are falling apart because they're on a shoestring budget, but, but it really, you know, we talk about Godzilla so much, but Ultraman is way bigger culturally in Japan than, than Godzilla. And Ultraman is so huge. And, and it birthed really what we think of as like the Henshin hero or the, you know, heroes that change. So without Ultraman, there's no common rider. There's no super Sentai slash power Rangers. There's no fireman. There's no, all of that. All of those great tokusatsu shows. I mean, 
Ultraman's the man and uh, yeah. and his kaiju are I still think the ultra kaiju especially in those early seasons are some of the best because they are just absurd and they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the kind of stuff that I get into. Um, yeah. And I it's like fun. the sound of that. Yeah, fun but formulaic, but fun. Yeah. We'll like, we'll, we'll get you some Ultraman. We'll get you some Ultraman to watch. Yeah. yeah. I think- I think that next year fun. we'll do the we'll do new year new to Ultraman. We'll Ultraman. Yeah, <laughs> we have a year to catch. Hey, up. You have a year. Uh, I'll be on that one too because I don't. I haven't seen a ton of it. You know, there's yeah. there's so much Ultraman. I've been buying it. They've been putting it out like in the in the uh, steel books, mm-hmm. and I've been trying mm-hmm. to keep up with them as they come out. But I haven't watched them all. There's yeah. just so much of it. So, so much I've, content. Yeah, I've seen the original first. You know, other than that, just random episodes here and there. Um, mm-hmm. What else you got, Dabby? Oh, I have one last piece. Cool. Which, <laughs> oh, this is, this is, look at that. This is, I don't know how this fits in, but Jake, no, I know no. you know all about these. Do you? Uh, uh, do you? I got this at, at uh, no, my, uh, Catherine from uh, uh, YHS sent this to me. Catherine got which, you that one? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like, really a, it's like that a reminds Godzilla. me of like Lemonade. It does pink lemonade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually I, I, matching it right now. Those are those are really cool. The Nagoras. I've been picking those up and showing them off okay. here every time I get them. So uh, whoever watch, whoever's watching this knows about those Nagoras because we talk, we talk, we definitely talk about those. But that's a good little, that's a good little collection to start with. You got some stuff. Mm-hmm. You got a good bit of VHS and stuff like that too. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And yes. VHS, I feel like the Godzilla VHSs. I just the artwork is always great, and there and there's so many releases because the distribution and mm-hmm. for the like the U.S. ones changed so much that you'll have like three or four different art uh, or cover variants for these uh, for these old VHSs, and, and some of them are just yeah. so bad, and some of them are are amazing. Yeah, and most like the- and a lot of the times I got a ton of VHS that will have monsters on the cover that are that aren't in that movie. <laughs> just you know? aren't even it, there. Yeah, yeah, it will be like Godzilla versus you know Megalon, and it will have Mecha Godzilla on the cover yeah. or something. Yeah. Like, Seems like he won't notice. But, <laughs> I, but my favorite is that there's a there's a Godzilla versus the sea monster one yes. that is it's just a close up picture of Godzilla from Godzilla 1985. 85. I'm like, yeah. I'm like. 20 years late there, brother. 20 that's, years. Dude, that's the best. Oh my god. Now, gift in and of itself. Would, would it be cool to see Godzilla from Godzilla 1985 fight Ebra? Yes. Sign me mm-hmm. up for that. But I'd watch you know. Ebra. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Ebra. Yes. I have an Ebra in my pickups this week. Whoa! You did that on purpose. I know. Nice. Let's see what you got. Let's see it. Let's see what you got. We'll hold off on Ebra. So, okay. Like I said, we have less rules here. Um, Mm -hmm. It's collectibles. It doesn't have to be toys. And we'll we'll even give everybody a couple passes on non kaiju because I'm going to show off one that's non kaiju. But it's Sophobie, and it's from a sofa, an independent Sophobie artist and company that produced some of the best kaiju toys including some cat kaiju it's kind of the other not uh, not what what's that one's called nagora nagora not nagora but the other one and that is max toyko uh, Ma- uh mark nagata who is an amazing artist he has a Subaru license so he does some really cool ultramans um mm. and some ultra kaiju but i picked up one so i'm a huge fan of big trouble in little china uh, mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, Jack Burton is my hero. He's my spirit animal. Um, and uh, yeah. one of uh, one of the actors in there, and he's in a thousand other ones, is is Gerald Okamura. He's known as the Man of Many Weapons because he's in every martial arts movie ever, every action movie. And he he has a license for his likeness. Mark uh, Nagata does it. Max Toyko, and he releases these these Gerald uh, Okamura Sophobie. 
And so I picked one up, but mm-hmm. I didn't pick up just a normal one. I mm-hmm. picked up because he's Hawaiian. I picked up the spam variant. Oh, so this hi. is Gerald Akamura <laughs> comes with a little can of spam and his colorway um, is uh, our spam color. So this That's is fantastic. This is one of my favorite of all time, uh, because like I said, I love the actor represent the movie. And, you know, like I said, because in Hawaii, spam, spam's the, is spam the food rules. of Hawaii. Yeah. yeah so um, it's, it's it is amazing. Um, and I, I th- it comes with also like a sticker. It's a spam uh, can with his uh, face on it. So it's pretty amazing. Um, so that, that's the first one. I love the, the weird other, stuff. Okay. Yeah. The other one is weird, yeah. but it, it goes into a, a realm that I, that I'm passionate about. And I know you guys could care less about, uh, or couldn't care less about, excuse me, as I use proper English, but I'm a huge baseball fan and it's huge in Japan. Right. And so Godzilla is the, it was the moniker of one of the great baseball um, icons over there, Hideki Matsui, who played for the New York Yankees over here. And so they do a lot of crossover with Godzilla and Hideki Matsui. And so I found a Yomiuri Giants or Tokyo Giants, if you will, Godzilla in, oh his, in his Hideki Matsui <laughs> Yomiuri Giants jersey. I love uh, that. And wow. I absolutely adore this because it is a cool crossover mashup of two of my favorite things, mm-hmm. which are Japanese baseball from the Nippon Professional Baseball League and, um, and of course, Godzilla. So very cool piece there. Um, and then going on to the kind of the, the big heavy hitters. So I, I hit three huge marmot toys that I'm like stoked about. But I got one in today that I think, I, I don't know. I, it's one that I wasn't expecting to love as much as I do, but I'm so glad I got it. And Jake will mm-hmm. appreciate this one. From a, 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 a recent kaiju, you know, it's a parody film called Death Kappa. And it's from uh-huh. an independent Sofa B manufacturer. I think it's called Shikaruna. Um, it is a glow-in-the-dark Death Kappa. So Whoa. here he is. Here I, he is. Oh. And he has this like dirt on the painted on and uh, mm-hmm. and it's just he gl- has a great glow. Has just there's this little um the little metal plate on his head. Doesn't okay, come so with a cucumber got, though. Like a Friar Tuck thing going on. Oh yeah, yeah, but it's mm-hmm. uh, obviously Kappa are huge in Japan in that movie. Of all the comedy parodies, so when you think of Death Kappa and you think of uh, Monster X Strikes Back, and you think of uh, Rago, or it's not really Rago, but Raiga and Raiga versus King Oga. I think Death Kappa is uh, is one of the stronger ones of that weird subgenre of a subgenre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I absolutely love this toy. And, you know, they don't. That is none cool of the major. Toy. Yeah, none of the major. I, thought, I uh, love it. It's got like yeah. a goblin esque feel to it. It's, yeah. it's so fun. It's just. It's well. It's I love just it. the the both of the creatures in Death Kappa are like, super so, well designed. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, so, je- I'm jealous of that one. The shell so, on the back, yeah, it's very cool. Oh yeah. So the other three are all marmots, uh, and they are all really cool. So I collect. Um, I have the brown and the orange marmot uh, angerus. And, and Jake, you remember these, these are the real clunky ones. They're kind yeah. of really upright. They're they're. I mean, there's something almost like off putting about them, but I love them. So I have the brown and the orange one. But they had also released so wacky, a clear, a clear, I guess a clear, uh, translucent blue. And Ooh. so I picked this guy up. Oh my god! Um, and That's to complete beautiful. the trio, so the three brothers are reunited here. And everybody knows I love Angerus. He's my favorite kaiju. He never wins That's anything. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, but I my love cat him. Gizmo. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, his name could be Gizmo. I mean, yeah. Jay, uh, under the I, under the bed, not doing much. Not doing Some, much. Something <laughs> just struck me, and I want to ask you about it. So yes, sir. Those older, you know, so like they have Angerus standing upright, which yeah. he never does. No. In any movie. No. And I always thought it was so weird that mm. 
that's how he is for the Trend Masters toys as well. Yeah, yes, the yeah. Trend Masters Angus, he's like muscled up. <laughs> he's he ripped. looks he's on mean. He's ripped and he's standing upright. And it, I always thought it was really stupid, but now like thinking about the fact that some of the Safubi are like that, it almost feels like they did it on purpose. Now it's like, we're, yeah, like we're the Trend Masters people. Like, hey, you know what? Well, this yeah. is kind of a tribute to the old. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Probably not. But yeah. uh, I don't know. But the- in my head. Yeah, the original Bullmark sculpt is is standing up, um, and I, I think that was just probably because it was maybe a little bit easier to sell and display. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. That's that's a that's a guess. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as from a trend masters, I have no idea why they did it. They just probably were like, hey, I mean, they gave Bailante legs. So I don't know. Oh. I gotta... You know, one of my I, I didn't put it I didn't put it on our list, but they did. Um, there's a trend masters Megalon. But it's like oh, yeah. harder Later, to find. Yeah. I want. I want it. I'm gonna oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they did that in Varon. And I got. Was- I got Varon. Uh, I have a Varon somewhere. But that was a Varon was a little more rare. Yeah. I think there was one more too. Oh, Baragon? Baragon. there's a Baragon, which yeah. I also have. So. Oh, that's amazing. That's a. I mean, I like your Baragon. Trend Masters collection is legit, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. I got a lot. There's so much of it. So this is another one that um, going to Ebra um, that I have noticed from afar, and it's it doesn't pop up a lot. I abs I, this is one of my favorite colorways of any sofa B item I have, and mm-hmm. it's it's nothing too wacky. There's no glitter or glow in the dark or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. not translucent. But Ebra, I mean, he's just a giant sh- lobster shrimp, whatever he yeah. is, um, mm-hmm. crustacean. Um, but this is mm-hmm. cool. So uh, at first glance, pretty normal, pretty red whatever but look at this yellow and blue oh. this is how he should have been painted in the movie my this is God. one of my favorite new pieces i absolutely love this. this is the best i think this is the best uh colorway of of God. mr ebera ever that's beautiful yeah. that yeah. he looks better there than he does in the in the movie oh mm-hmm. for sure like the warm cool wa- hey i'm watching that movie tonight yeah no yeah. it's a good movie have you what? seen abby have you seen that one no it's on no? my list actually okay. of movies that are i want to see so, you know, Jake, when we talked before the show or last week, I was putting together some ideas for, for this year. Um, and one of our, I was thinking about picking a couple movies that are usually not loved within the Godzilla franchise and, and doing, hey, can Jake and Jay defend these? Um, and, oh, yeah. And, and one of them was Godzilla versus the sea monster. Yeah. Because okay. it's so, people don't, I mean, there's obviously the history because it was supposed to be a King Kong movie. Right. But there's also the like, as a heist type of non-kaiju, is there, is it good? Um, and, and the kaiju stuff, does it kind of bog it down? There's a lot of conversations to be had on that movie. I, I think it's a, it's a fun watch, Abby. You should yeah. totally check it out. For sure. Awesome. I, I will find it tonight. And then the last thing I got is I'm saving it for last because I don't know if we should ring a bell or something. It's my first one to scratch off the wish list. Oh my the, God. The top 10 wish list. Already. We had already first episode down. of the year and you've bought something off your oh, yeah. wish list. So, Dude, nice. Uh, Marmot. Re-released by Metacom with the paint job for me. And speaking of Trend Masters, I love that the these colorways they called Godzilla Wars because they're kind of wacky like a Trend Masters one. Those same kind of blues and yellows and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite kaiju designs, Batra Larva in the Godzilla Wars colorway. Ooh. This is one of my favorites. He was on my wish list for a long oh. time. I've absolutely fell in love with this guy first time I saw him. And I was so glad to get him at a reasonable price. Um, and I, like I said, I, this is one that, you know, no regrets. I got, I'm like, yes, I feel like more complete as a human being now. <laughs> That's beautiful. And also I've, no big. regrets ever with purchasing 
yeah, things. You can't. Um, and and I, th- this one's interesting because wacky colorway. Obviously, definitely saw final, but a pretty screen accurate sculpt. You know, I'm yeah. like this is this it's, is very realistic looking, and um, so right. I think that's kind of cool. It's that's very that's very different. That's very weird yeah. that it's like that. There, it's all point. There's a lot of points happening on there. There's a mm-hmm. lot of points. You very can point your eye out in multiple places. <laughs> Absolutely, on that. You, you can, you can. So, um, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, got to work yeah. on another one now. I mean, now it's old news. Uh, I'm gonna work on another one. Uh, now I'm behind. Great. <laughs> yeah, I, I was expecting you to to pull out the Cloverfield this week. I mean, I'll drop a couple grand. <laughs> It's not happening but, um, probably ever. But yes, so I had a pretty big uh, week of marmot, um, yeah, and uh, and good. I I love it. But yeah, spam um, death kappa and marmot. That was my <laughs> spam death kappa marmot. <laughs> Hello, YHS listeners and YHS on Monster Island listeners, to be specific. I hope you're enjoying Jake and I's interview with Abby. Our New Year new to kaiju episode. It's it's awesome, and we're gonna get back to it in a second. But We wanted to interrupt it because we have not only a special guest, but he's here to talk about a really special project within the Kaiju community. So you might remember him from the Kaiju All-Star Sofa B. Jamboree. He's my guy for Sentai, and he is the prodigal son of Hurricane West Virginia, Mr. Michael Hamilton of Kaiju Ramen and Kaiju Weekly and the Power Trip Podcast and just a whole heck of a lot of things. How's it going, Michael? Welcome oh, to YHS on Monster Island. You know, guys, it's 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 so much fun. Like I'm I've been looking forward to this conversation all day. Uh, oh, awesome. You know, you guys are you guys are a ton of fun. Uh, and I have to say that uh, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is not a kaiju. Oh, uh, oh let's do it! He's coming let's in hot. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> that is more. That is more of a um, uh, a yokai, in my opinion. Uh, okay. That's that's right. just me. That's just I me. Think that's an acceptable answer. I think we we yeah. went back and forth with that, but that, yeah, yeah, we'll, think, give, we'll give we, it to you. I yeah. think where we we netted out it was. Um, I think it was a kami. That is uh, not a communist, but a kami as in a, a Japanese <laughs> god that was, uh, you know, in the form of a kaiju. But we did have yokai in the considerations. But hey, right. everybody go back and listen to that episode. Don't listen to us now on that. <laughs> right. No, that's uh, I'm re- that's what I'm referencing, that episode, because I was listening to the, I was listening to the episode the other day in the car and I was just having such a blast with it. And I was arguing back and forth with Jake. Like, no, that is not that is not right. Like, that is not right. Do not speak out of turn, Jake, about things you don't understand. <laughs> I love that. I love during the recording, like Jake is like, this is the nerdiest episode I think I've ever done. <laughs> We're just like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but speaking of nerdy, let's get right down to it, man. Here you are. You're on the show. You're coming here to talk about a what I think is one of the coolest Kickstarter projects that I've seen recently in, in the kaiju world. But just it's important because it's a really cool thing that you and your buddy who's not here today. I had a long, huge intro for Travis uh, built up and planned out because he is. The Takeshi Hongo of the Delta. He is oh, Mississippi's mass rider, Travis Alexander. I missed, I miss him, man. Um, but anyway, yes. I know you guys are doing some great stuff. So right off the bat, we would just love for you to give us a kind of a 30,000 foot view. And then we're going to dive into all the good stuff. So just oh, let boy. us know, why are you here today? That is okay. So I'm here to talk about Kaiju Ramen Magazine, specifically Kaiju Ramen Volume 1. Uh, and the reason I say Volume 1 is because we have had four Four very successful issues this year, starting uh, with a very humble issue one, 
And it's just kind of built momentum up over the year. And so basically we are a quarterly magazine who put a quarterly, I should say quarterly digital magazine because we are primarily digital right now. Uh, maybe that'll change in the future. Who knows? Um, a, prim- a quarterly digital magazine that celebrates the kaiju genre and basically the fans who, who, who really love it. Like Kaiju Ramen Magazine burst out of a, of an idea from Travis. Like I cannot take full credit for Kaiju Ramen Magazine. In fact, I jokingly say that I was not on board since day one. Uh, Travis came to me with the idea and he's like, Hey, let's, I want to, let's, what if we started a magazine? And I said, you're crazy. Go back to bed. (laughs) Like, I don't want to do that. But like the more he like, Travis's thing is where he gets so enthusiastic about things, you can't help but be, be enthusiastic with him. Mm-hmm. And so the more he was just kind of explaining it to me, the concept behind it, I'm like, you know, well, gosh darn it. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on this podcast, but gosh darn it, that actually it's may work. It's a requirement, yeah. <laughs> it's a requirement, okay. yeah. You have well, a God, quota to hit. <laughs> well, all right, Godzilla damn it, that actually may work. Um, <laughs> so that, it kind of just started really humble as just like, like a humble idea. We were kind of kicking back and forth. Like, how are we going to fund this thing? Cause like publishing a magazine for those who don't know is friggin' expensive. Um, <laughs> which is why we primarily went digital first and we said, okay, so let's start a Kickstarter. Let's do a Kickstarter with a goal of say $900. You know, that'll fund us like issue one. Okay. So, um, so we published the Kickstarter and to our surprise, we got almost $3,000 with that wow. first Kickstarter. Uh, awesome, man. And we realized very quickly that we had sort of, I don't know if we'd caught lightning in a bottle, but we had been next to the lightning bolt standing there with a bottle is pretty, pretty close. <laughs> as right. we, it's about as close as we were to it. And uh, just the more people we got to talk to, the more interested fo- folks became in the, in the idea, because at that time, you know, the primary publication, of course, is G fan. Mm-hmm. And we won't go into that. We'll just leave that. We'll leave, we'll leave that sleeping dog where it, where it needs to go to sleep. <laughs> Fine. And, uh, <laughs> Jake's signing off now. That's the only reason he joined. That's the only reason. I, that's the only reason Jake's here is so he can rag on G Fan. But um, anyway, so so we 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 started this we started this magazine with the idea that we wanted to make something that fans actually cared about, like fan like fans actually cared about, like you, mm-hmm. me, Jake, all of us. We just like we're all fans at heart. Like no matter how. Like, quote unquote famous we get I uh, how much YouTube celebrity we get you know it, it's we're still basically fans at heart and so we wanted to make a magazine with that same spirit in mind because we felt like that was l- what was lacking in the marketplace not to use too corporate corporate language whatever you know you know all about that Jake yeah uh, and all about I should say uh, you should know about that Jay because I know you're you're involved heavily in corporate America but um you know, we thanks. We, Call me out. <laughs> you dirty, I'm the man, everybody. You dirty capitalist. <laughs> um, so we, you can cut that out if you want to. It's fine. <laughs> no, uh, it <laughs> That's not how YHS Australia works. No, 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 no. no edits. Uh, no edits. <laughs> so uh, we started that magazine just with the idea of the fans in mind, man. It's 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 really just. It, honestly, it started as a fart of an idea and turned into something people actually cared about, which, you know, blows my friggin' mind, honestly. That's awesome, man. And, um, and I, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to read all the episodes or real episodes, real issues since when it just, it's amazed me 
right out of the gate, you guys are getting like really great content producers to write articles, to submit artwork yeah. and whatever it might be. I mean, I mean, you have articles with David Dobko and, and you know, Chris McDonald, all these like big name guys within whether it's podcasting or YouTubing or collecting or whatever. I mean, yeah. I was just, uh, just amazed. I think that's really, at least, you know, from a sample size of one, you know, when it's like, okay, it's another Kaiju magazine, they're coming out. Yeah. Okay. I, I get G fans been it, what it is, what it is for the last, you know, 30 years. But like, yeah. I was like, holy cow, like, I recognize these names. These are well-written articles. The magazine is gorgeous. Uh, it only gets more beautiful and gorgeous as, as they've gone on. I've just been really, really impressed. I'm curious, Jake, like what, as you first kind of started hearing about it and reading about it, like, what were some of your like initial thoughts besides you hated it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Jake. No, that's your shit, no it's right? fine. It. No, if, 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 if Jake, if Jake that's hates really it, that's fine. I, I, I think he's wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> Trying to be wrong, uh, it's it's cool. Like everyone has their opinion, even if it's the wrong opinion. Obviously, no, that's not. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> Clearly, no. No, I think it's really cool, man. And I think it, I think it uh, says a lot about the community in general that there. You know, you you came with this idea, kind of, you know, out of your head, out of a place of love, and built this thing, and just every. It seems that just everybody's behind it, kind of a hundred percent, and uh, and it's something that you can tell that maybe. Um, everybody's a little starved for and, and now it's happening and it's and it's happening in such a good uh kind-hearted feeling way and it's yeah. just like it feels like a party you know what i mean yeah it's it, yeah. it really is it really is just an acknowledgement of of the of the fans in this genre because yeah. like you said i think you you hit the nail on the head jake when you said that people were starved for it and i didn't realize yeah. how hungry people were for something like this because i just thought like the publications that were already out there were enough for people yeah. to keep people sat to keep people satisfied and you know one of the reasons why we wanted to start something like this is is one of my favorite magazines uh it was uh, famous monsters of Filmland, and cl they closed oh, yeah. their doors in 2020 Yep. And uh, that was really a hard blow to me as a longtime reader of that of that publication. And, you know, this was, you know, this is sort of my personal little love letter to things like, you know, F Fangoria and uh, Famous Monsters of Filmland and to a degree even G-Fan because like we can crack jokes about G-Fan all day long and, and there are and there are some merits to those. But honestly, like I was telling you guys off cast, like Kaiju Rama magazine wouldn't exist without publications like G-Fan because, right. you know, they kind of paved the way uh, for things like Kaiju Ramen to exist. Um, and luckily, we, you know, we've kind of caught fire with it and people seem to be really very much behind it. Yeah, and it's funny. We, you're right. We all kind of can can rag on it or whatever. But at the end of the day, if the, you ask most of us, like, what magazine have you read the most in your entire life? A large percentage of us be like G fan, probably. G -fan. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. No, we we're cool. We're, we're cool with that. But and I and I honestly, Michael, one thing I think you and Travis have done, and you've done this, I think, a little bit with your the the, the podcast Kaiju Weekly. We can talk about that at the end as well because I know that's sure. so important. But um, I, I view Kaiju Roman. It's almost like a bridge because how. You know, Jake and I always talked about on our show how for so long we just as individual fans have been kind of on the fringe of the kaiju community. We we are not people that go to G-Fest. We have not really got involved with a lot of these these like you know, organizations or podcasts or, you know, content uh, pr uh, producers. But so I feel like Kaiju Ramen has been kind of that one singular touch point that it's accessible exactly the word, you're, yeah. the, the word you're looking for is accessible yeah like yep. the fans of the fans of collect all monsters or the old kaiju cast fans or monsters versus men or kaiju weekly it's like why just on monster island i feel like 
all of us have this one similarity, this one touchstone. Uh, and, and I hope that, you know, you guys continue to be that because it's really just a breath of fresh air yeah. and really accessible to all these little kind of micro fandoms within this greater kaiju community. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like I said, we, we just recently got featured in a, in a, in a, uh, the phaser media, uh, on their, on their online publication, uh, as part of an interview series that they're doing. And we, and I reached out to their team and said, Hey, can we, you know, do an interview with you guys? And they were, they were happy to say yes. And in that interview, I said, uh, I, I'm trying to remember exactly what I said, but it's, I, we want to be like the singular point of positivity for this family. Because I think the question was, uh, like, how has the Godzilla or how has the kaiju fandom changed over the past year? And or have the past, how, however, how has it changed? And I said, you know, in 2020 and 2021 or early 2020, I would say it was pretty unified because um, we were all enjoying the same thing. We were all on lockdown. It was it was it was a fun time. We were doing live streams together. But, you know, after a while, it became very clickish. Uh, we'll say that. Mm -hmm. And it became very clickish and everyone off everyone kind of spread out into their own little cliques and their own little uh, factions and whatnot. And, you know, we just want Kaiju Ramen to be a place where, like you said, a touchstone, a, a place that kind of brings other Kaiju fans together because we really are trying to pull from a wide spectrum of opinions, of lifestyles, of viewpoints, just everything we can pull from um, just to give fans an outlet to, to write about the things they enjoy. Like we had a, um, one, uh, one of the, one of the best articles I read in a, out of our magazine was one by Mr. Uh, Eric Neely of the monsters versus men podcast. Mm -hmm. And he wrote about his experience, uh, going from not respecting this genre at all to becoming a super fan along with his, uh, with his co-host Alex Cornett. And that was such a fascinating article. I, the, the name of the article escapes me. It was an issue one. It was one of the more popular ones in that first issue. And it just, it just, it was really interesting to read his progression from, Oh, these are just schlocky guy in rubber suit films to like, no, these films really have something to say. Like there is depth mm -hmm. here. And that was just except Godzilla versus Megagirus. That sucks. Oh, come on. <laughs> Oh, see, you're not the only person I've heard this week bitch about Godzilla versus Megaguirus. I mean, we don't like it. We yeah, don't. That's, no, that's a prerequisite to be on our show. Is like you have to just you have to show us how much you hate it. Um, anyway, sorry. I, well, I, didn't mean to I need to leave then. I just want, I need, I need I want to leave understand. Then, sir. Uh, let's glad he didn't. Let's glad Eric didn't watch that first because then he would have been like, "Yeah, this is a bunch of schlocky crap." Um, <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah. What other what other type of genre of the movies do you like? But hey, I have to say, Mark. So. As we record this, which is on a Monday night, you sure. guys are only about, you know, you're, you're close to the finish line, you know, yeah. a handful of hundred dollars away from hitting your your goal. So, like, let's talk to our fans who may or may not be aware of Kaiju Ramen and how can they back it and kind of what is kind of the, the ask from the fans to back it and what are all the goodies and all the stuff that we're so used to loving from Kickstarter campaigns. So talk to us about volume one and all kind of the good details. Well, volume volume one will serve sort of as a director's cut for the magazine. It not we wanted to take all of the articles that we had written before because well, let me back up. Like since issue one, we've been asked over and over and over, like when are you going to reprint? Well, when are you going to reprint? When are you going to reprint? And for anyone who's not aware, it is incredibly expensive to to print physical copies of a magazine. Uh, we did not realize how how money intensive that is until we started getting involved with this. But so, you know, we're still a two man shop. 
you know, it's just me and Travis. We just brought on a web editor, uh, Brandon from the fake nerds podcast. He was, he's so gracious to help us out. Uh, but that's it. It's basically just a two man and sometimes a three man team. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the reason why you would want to back Kaiju ramen, if I could talk to the YHS fans out there, the reason why you would want to back it is just to support small creators. First of all, first and foremost, like you guys coming, I was listening to your conversation. Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about like boutique Safubi shops and mm-hmm. these independent manufacturers for toys and these things and these things that we love and adore, like there it's that same spirit. It's that same kind of maker independent creator spirit. Uh, but we're trying to grow and scale to a point where we can be a G fan. We can be a, uh, famous monsters of film land because the goal, one of the goals is if we can, you know, raise enough money or get enough interest this year, hopefully we can spin that into an actual physical subscription that people have been clamoring for where instead of just printing a sort of a, a limited run of physical issues and when they sell out, they sell out. Like that's just sort of how we've been operating and we've been successful in that, but it's disappointing that I can't get this magazine into the hands of every single person that wants it with yeah. like at least in physical form. So the reason why you would back Kaiju Ramen on Kickstarter is to support, first of all, I just a small shop, just trying to do something nice for the fandom. Uh, you know, speaking of extras, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but we have been, we partnered with Matt Frank, who, if you guys don't know who Matt Frank is, you've been living under a rock for about 20 years. But um, <laughs> we partnered with Matt Frank, who is a, a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic artist. He is a super professional guy to work with. Like Matt, Matt is one of the best, probably one of the best people I've had to work with as far as like art direction and things of that nature go in my career. And he was willing to come on board. There he is. There's there that, is. there's that happy boy. Um, <laughs> uh, he was willing to come on board and help us out and do a cover for us for this uh, collected issue. And so, I mean, you're, you're going to get this, you're going to get posters, you're going to get a ramen bowl with chopsticks because it just felt <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you're going to get, you know, stickers and some extra things, t-shirts and whatnot. You're going to get the usual things that you would expect from, uh, from a Kickstarter campaign, but you're also going to get some articles that we actually have held on to, not because we've wanted to hold on to them. It's just be- simply because we just didn't have the room for them in these other four issues. And so when I mentioned early on that, you know, Kaiju Ramen volume one was going to be sort of this director's quote or not director's cut sort of thing. Like we're going to put articles in the magazine that we've been holding on to that we just didn't have room for. And so you will get that extra content too, not just, you know, not just a reprint of all the same old issues that we've done before. And we've actually learned a lot too, as far as like design and layout goes. So I'm personally going back through issue one and re and redoing that one from the ground up as far as design, just bring it more in line with the design language that we've had for issues two through four. Um, but like, I want to repeat the, the main reason why you would support something like this is if, if you love like boutique, one of a kind items, then support Kaiju Ramen, this Kaiju Ramen volume one on Kickstarter, because the only way to get this thing is through Kickstarter. So this is essentially a Kickstarter exclusive. And that is just our way to make this as special as we can make it for the fans who really, really appreciate what we're doing. And it's basically just to say thank you for everyone who supported us this last year. 
I think that's, that's awesome. very cool. And yeah, and I, I think first of all, like a large percent of our audience is probably the collectible type, you know. So <laughs> there's that, there's that, there's the physical media aspect of it. And I just love that it's like it's like a tome of information. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like for people, I know we have our listeners are kind of all over the place. Yeah. In a good way, because, listeners. In a good way. Exactly. But I mean, <laughs> especially from from bringing people over from YHS who, you know, I get messages often where it's like, hey, I don't know what you're talking about, but we like YHS. So we like listening to this. Mm -hmm. uh, if you like that, buy this book because there's. Yeah. Pages and pages of just like all sorts of fascinating stuff and, and information. And, uh, and I think that's one of the best things about it. And yeah, and one I, of I, will, I will add a guarantee to that, that if you read this book cover to cover, you will then know more about Kaiju than Jake and I combined. <laughs> there's that much information in there. Yeah. Um, you know, what hey, real, quick, hey, real quick, Michael, before you get on the next thing, I have to say on that cover, obviously, matter of fact, amazing stuff. Like the cover right. design, you look at it, it's amazing. But I love the little details of in like in the ramen bowl like mothra's yeah. egg and and yeah. Mon is, i think that was so great cameras in there oh no. my god it's so wonderful so wonderful you know we uh i think what was it um uh, travis messaged me one night at like, like one o'clock in the morning and i'm getting ready to go to bed and he says what do i tell matt when he asks us like what do like what are what like what does he want with this cover like as far as colors and stuff like that goes and you know what i told i said travis you know i am not I am not the person to art direct Matt Frank. So um, I, you know, I'm an art director by day, but I do not even feel qualified to even art direct Matt Frank when it, right. when it, when it comes to Kaiju, when it comes to mm -hmm. Godzilla and Kaiju related things, even power Rangers and Ultraman and these things that he's involved in, I am unqualified to art direct Matt Frank. Yeah. So I simply told Travis, I said, let Matt Frank be Matt Frank. And exactly. this is what, this is what we got. And I think we got some of the best work that Matt Frank has done in a long time. Now I know his monster, his, um, you know, his monster verse stuff is great. Uh, he did a show up print that I have. That's real. That's beautiful. When the, when he was doing his um, criterion set, uh, I think it was his, his criterion set covers or something like that, uh, mm -hmm. the uh, Blu-ray covers. And he did a poster along with that. And it's, it's gorgeous, but I think this is some of the best art that uh, Matt Frank has done in a long time. Not that Matt Frank's art has not been good up to this point. It's just that we haven't seen Matt Frank really do Godzilla Ultima yeah. in a way yeah. that's that's interesting. Like that yeah. that's that's interesting. And and to my knowledge, to my knowledge, and I'm sure some more Matt Frank aficionados out there can tell me, I want to say this is maybe the first official Godzilla Ultima piece he's done up to this point. Maybe I'm not hundred percent sure on that. So maybe somebody else can correct me. But if that's the, if that's the truth, that's like an added bonus because, yeah. you know, it's definitely an achievement unlocked to have Matt Frank on board. And I, I'm just going to add that, like, that's not knocking all the artists and things that have done covers for us before. Like, I'm not yeah. like, yeah, Matt Frank, awesome. is Matt, Matt Frank is Matt Frank. Matt Frank is always going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Chris Gonzalez, Sea Guns on Twitter, like he did our Godzilla yeah. versus Kong cover. And that is gorgeous. Beautiful. It is absolutely he gorgeous. He exceeds. He exceeded all those expectations. I have to give love to Sean McGinnis, who did our very first, who was willing to do our very first cover and take a chance on us. So mm -hmm. I have to thank Sean for that. And I have to thank Mike at Mike's Monsters and Kaiju Hime for doing their, for doing issues three and issues four. I mean, there's like, we've, we've tried our best to do, to cover like a wide spectrum of artists and not just like mainstream artists. We're not, we didn't automatically aim for Matt Frank when we first started this thing. We wanted to show, like 
smaller artists or artists that don't get recognized uh, for for their art as often as they, as we think they should. Uh, like for issue five, we've got you know Lisa Napziger doing issue five for us. Nice. Uh, and she's she, awesome. She is awesome. She is awesome. Yeah. And she's, she's garnered a big name for, she's garnered a pretty yeah. sizable name for herself in fandom right now. But, you know, we're just so happy with every cover artist, every writer, every interior artist person, what you name it. We're just incredibly grateful for every person who's will who's been willing to take a chance on Kaiju Rama magazine this past year. Like it means a lot for two guys that just came up with a crazy idea uh, probably after too much bourbon saying, Hey, let's start a magazine. You know, that, that sounds like well, fun. It's amazing, man. And, and if, and if you aren't sold by now, I mean, think about this, you get, you obviously get the, the issues themselves, but you get a Matt Frank cover. You get, I believe you guys are having a forward written by Kyle Yount, which yes, is that's I mean, that's what, huge. Yes. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, obviously everybody knows Kaiju cast that knows a little bit about kind of the, the history of, of the Kaiju podcasting, you know, lineage. Um, but I mean, then you get, obviously you have all the goodies, uh, which of the, the chopsticks and the that stuff is amazing. That's awesome. Um, I it mean, just makes you're sense. Gonna get the, yeah, you're gonna get the extra content, the deleted scenes, if you will, the director's cut, the the uh, upgraded layout. I mean, this is like this is a no brainer. This is not yeah. one of those kickstarters where you have to like, you know what, I'm gonna do like the 48 hour rule and wait on it. And if I still want it in 48 hours, no, this is one like you gotta back it because and, oh, also and it's an exclusive to Kickstarter. And we all love exclusives, especially on <laughs> on the YHS well, world. Like you throw yeah. the word exclusive on it and it's like done, but I don't even know what it is. I mean, if for those that will listen to our channel, I mean, I think the the our godfather, Craig Goldberg, I mean, if it says exclusive on it, he collects the entire line. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's just what he does. So um, I mean, this is this is a no-brainer. It's it's the that the only thing I can yeah. use to describe it is there's no reason that everybody should go out there and back this for whatever reason, that it is just, there's so many, that you guys give us a lot of, of reasons to to go out there and back it without even thinking about it. It's, it's just great stuff. I mean, kudos to you and Travis. This is amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's just, I, I can't say anything else except it just blows my mind about the support we've gotten. Uh, like I'm just this, I'm just, I, I want to, like, I, I know it's cliche to say I'm just this humble guy from so-and-so West Virginia, but <laughs> hurricane like, West Virginia. Frickin West Virginia. <laughs> uh, oh, you said hurricane. Oh, sorry. Hurricane. hurricane. That's like, you mean, cause I said hurricane last time. I mean, like, no, it's hurricane. It's hurricane. Yeah. It's hurricane. hurricane. It's hurricane West by God, Virginia. Get it right. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, like, like this just start, this is just a hobby. Like this is a hobby that turned into something that, you know, people actually cared about. And it still blows my mind that we ra that we raised over two thousand dollars in twenty four hours. Um, like that was on on New Year's Day of all days, we we raised over two thousand dollars, and that is that is such a humbling thing because people are putting their trust in us. And now that we're like less than a thousand dollars away from meeting our goal, now I'm getting terrified because <laughs> when you start uh, when you start you know putting out physical media like this, it's it's tough. Like it's like I mean, we're going to be probably a nervous wreck until this thing hits shell until this thing hits <laughs> people's hands uh, and probably thereafter, because I'm always going to be thinking like someone's going to comment like, Oh my God, they found an error crap and I can't reprint this damn thing. So, so, Oh, well, you know, it's like that kind of stuff, man. It's like, but we're just going to put this thing out in the ether and hope that people love it and hope that people accept it. But you know, that's all they I will. can really ask for. Yeah, if I Jacob it, Walsh likes it, then you're in pretty daily company. I mean, well, okay. So I never thought I never thought I would trust the word of a man who said the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is a kaiju, <laughs> but oh. I guess I'm going to trust him today. You know, Michael, we, we, don't to, we don't have to post this interview. If you keep on, you keep on you're poking the bear here. You're poking the bear. <laughs>
I think I, I look, think I wouldn't be me if I if I, I didn't poke the bear a little bit. I wouldn't be who I am. You have to. I, I I think first of all, the I think the community wanted and I think you guys provided like that. It's clear, you know, that we needed something. It's like we all collectively wanted something to happen, and you gave it to us. Yeah, and yeah we I mean, it's that. yeah. I I know we had a good friend that we were on uh, live stream with not too long ago that said, you know, a lot of people say they're going to do something about whatever, you know, we went out and did it. And yeah. that's not me bragging. That's just saying that if you really want to do something, just do it. Like just yep. freaking do it, man. It's like, it's not like, what's the worst that can happen? People say no, or people say they don't like it. Like, okay, that's fine. Just move on to the next thing. Like, and that's, mm -hmm. you know, we took a chance on this. And it turned out in our favor, um, you know, it's, and hopefully we'll keep going for the next year, two years, three years, 10 years, who knows? I, I like the sky's the limit at this point. And if it ends tomorrow, I'm happy, honestly. That's awesome. Well, speaking right. of doing things before you go, I do want you to have the opportunity to plug and talk about all the other stuff that you're doing because it's crazy. I believe you and Travis, and like I said, I'll let you talk about it. I think you guys launched a little network because uh, you guys have so many podcasts and so much other stuff. So please, please, please let our listeners know what they can, uh, where they can go and find you guys and what they can expect and what they can listen to yeah. from you and Travis and the rest of your wacky friends uh, that are all part of y'all's little <laughs> menagerie of, of, of kaiju loving crazies. Uh, menagerie of kaiju loving madness, sir. Yes, you, yeah, yeah. You, you screwed, you screwed up the, uh, uh, what is, what's the word? Oh crap. Um, it doesn't matter. Whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm into a lot. Uh, um, uh, I started as a podcaster first and foremost, you can find me and Travis. I wish Travis could have been here cause he would have really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, but I started out on Kaiju weekly and we are, as we say, a weekly podcast that covers the news and we are, we try to be one of the most accessible podcasts for kaiju for the kaiju genre. Like we don't take ourselves too seriously. We we talk about movies and me and kaiju media from a very accessible perspective. Uh, so we publish episodes every Wednesday. Uh, Travis is also involved with another show that he started, I think, last year or earlier this year called The Henshin Men, mm -hmm. which is a podcast dedicated to Japanese superheroes and their high kicking and high flying adventures, as he likes to say, they're primarily a pod. They're primarily a podcast that's talking about a common writer at this point, but they are going to be moving on to other Henshin heroes. So if that's something you're interested in, it's Travis and Nathan Marchand that publishes every Tuesday. I think they changed their schedule. It was every Monday, but now it's every Tuesday. And then I started a solo show uh, to coincide with an article series I'll be writing for Common Rider. Common Common Rock. Not common oh, yeah. writer. Not com <laughs> I don't know why I said common writer magazine. Oh God! I just now put something out into the ether that Travis is going to watch. I love it. Travis, oh, no. like, wait a minute! I'm the common writer expert. Like, what oh, the no. hell's going on here? Uh, um, to, co <laughs> <laughs> to coincide with an article series I'm writing for Kaiju Ramen magazine. Oh, I've heard of that one. Uh, called the Power Trip: A Journey Through the Power Rangers franchise, along with my co-host Nathan Marchand. So basically. We're going to be talking about these seasons in broad strokes. We're going to analyze the Ranger teams, the villains, and the themes, not just the theme songs, but some of the themes found within these series. Because when you start digging into 
uh, Power Rangers, you find out there is a lot there. Like as a 35 year old adult, like you may not notice it when you're eight, but as a 35 year old adult, you start noticing things and you start thinking, oh, okay, so maybe the creators meant this, but this was probably a little bit too far over the kid's head. So this is meant for the adults in the room. Uh, so there is a lot of depth there. So me and my co-host Nathan Marchand of the Monster Island Film Vault, we're going through them season by season. Uh, we've published two episodes so far, an introductory episode where you can get to know us and our background with the franchise and episode one where we talk about uh, in broad strokes the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers season one. So uh, we're, the plan is right now it's only going to be like a year long series. Um, if it goes well, we may extend it to season two, but right now it's only slated to go from Mighty Morphin to the current series Dino Fury. So that's basically it's just my love letter to that genre and my love letter to that franchise because I I love it and dare I say I might even love Power Rangers more than I like Godzilla. So don't tell anybody. Yeah, either. don't don't say that on here. Uh, but uh, I have to say you. The reason I wanted to bring you on is I wanted to show Jake. Look, you have a challenger for who's on the most podcasts uh, in a week. It's, it's a it's a race now. I mean, I, I'm just like I don't know how you guys do it. Like literally, Please there's take like it for me. I know. <laughs> between you, between you, there's like yeah, they're on eleven combined podcasts. <laughs> I mean, it's you when you start. Like when you start doing stuff like this, it gets yeah. addicting. Like it yeah. really does. It's like, it's a lot like collecting. Like you start, but we collect podcasts, not yeah. only toys, we collect <laughs> podcasts. Um, and I think the reason why that is because people are so starved for human connection that starting a podcast is usually a good way to go, especially if you can find people with similar interests. Yeah. So it does get a little bit overwhelming and it gets a little addicting over time, but you know, it's, it's been a fun ride so far and I, and I really can't complain about it too much. As long That's as it's awesome, fun, man. man. Yeah. 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 Well, Hey, Michael, I, this, I, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on for here. Sure. Everybody go back. Kaiju Ramen Volume 1 on Kickstarter. Uh, go check out Kaiju Weekly and all their other uh, ancillary podcasts, Hinge and Men, The Power Trip, uh, and even Nathan's Monster Island Film Vault. I know that's kind of a cousin to you guys as well. Kind of, there. yeah. <laughs> um, and just it's the ugly stuff. cousin, but it's still <laughs> And everything that you guys are doing, it's awesome. We are very honored that you were on here and were able to join us. And for everybody else, we're going to go back and we're going to chat with Abby some more. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, from Michael to Abby, we're getting, we had all the great people on today. So, um, thank you, Michael. Uh, take care and go back this project, everybody. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Um, nice. Abby, I wanted to ask you: Do you have a um, do you have a list of all of the movies you've seen so far? Damn it, no, I don't have a full no? list. I've okay. I've not. Um, I did make a list of some of my favorites. Okay, and I do have do some that. of. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay, cool. I've got, uh, let's see. Well, let's go the clunkers because you did, uh, Jay, sure. you wanted to Whatever. know what the yeah, clunkers yeah, yeah. were. Let's do that. God, it's movies we just talked about, actually. Uh, Godzilla versus Sea Monster, which for the same reasons that we've, we've discussed, was just didn't really hit right. Um, Godzilla's Revenge is number two. Not a Godzilla movie. So you, have, so you have seen Godzilla versus the Sea Monster? You have seen yeah, Sea Monster. I have okay. that oh, on, okay. Sorry. on tape, Sorry. yeah. Sorry, I, I totally missed... I thought you said you hadn't seen that one. No, Sorry. it's cool. Okay, it's all yeah. good. Uh, and then I, I also put Godzilla versus King Ghidorah because I thought the aesthetic was great, but I, I, I thought the plot... You're talking about the 90s one. The 90s oh, yeah. one, yeah. Con yeah. Convoluted you... time travel much? Convol it is very yes. weird. It's like watching another Terminator movie that shouldn't should not have been made. Like, it's... <laughs> so, there's some cool looks in the movie, but it's I, I was frustrated by it. So what about the aesthetic did you like on that film? Because I agree with you. Like, I, I'm I 100% aligned with everything you just said. I like I the just time curious. travelers. Like, mm -hmm. 
in their their outfits. Um, and did you like the I, one cyborg when he does his running and he's like standing? <laughs> in a row? The thing that stood out <laughs> the most to me, Jay, was like how ridiculous that scene of him running was. Um, <laughs> like looking. It reminded me yeah. of Red Dwarf. I don't know if you're like a Red Dwarf fan. Uh, the British. Uh, it's a, a British like sci-fi mm-hmm. parody, and um, the the guy I forgot what his name is. The the cyborg though that the, it reminds reminds me of him so much when he does the running. It's so good. Yeah. It's it's literally like you know that the anticipation behind that shot was like this is gonna be really good, um, and, it, and when you're watching it, it's like it's like nothing. It kind of brings up Pet Cemetery for some reason in my mind. It's just like kind of strange. Oh, weird. Yeah, that's um, a weird connection. Yeah, I think first I'm thinking one of, ever. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm thinking of uh, the character the like that was a runner or something like that. It's either way. Um, those are the clunkers for me. Would be those three. I was like definitely uh not wanting to revisit and didn't you know, just didn't work for me um there's, but nothing I do have... controver- there's nothing controversial in that list like i mean i would yeah, say like, no, if, those if, are all... whether, yeah whether we agree with it or not like i think if you hold the kaiju community like those three would kind of fall near mm-hmm. the bottom um, yeah less yeah. inventive designs um I actually on, on king uh the 91 uh king Ghidorah, i actually do like talking about aesthetics i love the look of mecha king Ghidorah. i love that i think that was so cool yeah um and I thought the I thought the miniature work and like the cities and the, the destruction and stuff for the Heisei era, which we know that was always an issue with because just how all the kaiju are big and it's not super immobile. I thought mm-hmm. that actually was pretty good on that. I love the the those scenes uh, in the city and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I like the aesthetic on that. But the story is just like it's like come on guys, let's like it's it's stupid. But I remember when yeah. I when I was uh, when I was younger and I was for the first time i used to kind of cringe at the dorats i used to just be like come on i was like these are so stupid but now they're my favorite part of that movie yeah. now i'm like well i want a dorat why don't they that, make yeah. why doesn't somebody make a life-size dorat like why can yeah. i why can't i a own puppet. that yeah yeah I'm, I'm gonna make a couple of those uh yeah oh so, actually, I, I think I, I, it was because i liked those care the dorats so much that i was like why isn't the plot better yeah. i need this all to be <laughs> exactly to, yeah to oh. match up so that movie, there's one thing it reminded me of when you, Jake, when you said like when you watched it the first time, one of the big things that a lot of people back in like the early nineties, when, when it was first kind of coming out, migrating over here, right. Was it was kind of the first time that Godzilla had been just directly on film in Canon said that this came from this dinosaur, right? Like there was the, yes. the Godzilla Saurus, it was know, those flashback. And that's and then, another thing. I, I hate that about that movie. Sorry, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, no, understand, and, and that tied in with that whole scene is like the, uh, besides the Spielberg reference, the uh, uh, there's the whole like anti, it, whether you believe it or not, like kind of this thought that it was anti-American and stuff like yes. that. Yes. Um, but like yeah. I was curious, like what were did you like that it was like so like in your face, like on on almost said on paper on film, like here's the god, here's the dinosaur that this Godzilla derived from, or did you? like it better than all the other films when it's a little bit more vague and mysterious. hundred percent way always better when the mystery is there and your mind can like fill in the blanks of the origin story. It's I I don't want to be told what is actually happening. Like that takes all the magic. That's what I I agree. And I always thought it was weird. Like, even though it's a Godzilla movie and it's like, it's there's plenty of things that you have to like suspend your just, your disbelief for. And it's like, it's like okay but now all of a sudden there's a specific dinosaur that yeah. no one's ever heard of called yeah. the godzilla that doesn't yeah. look anything like godzilla except for it's yeah. got tiny spines on i i remember not liking that either but it that also reminds me whenever um whenever the american when 2014 came out the mm-hmm. legendary godzilla i remember mm-hmm. i remember being like 
I wonder what Godzilla's like explanation is going to be, what mm-hmm. he is, where he came from. And then yeah. the movie happens and they're like, oh, he's just always been here. Yeah. And I remember be- yeah. loving that. Better. I was like, yeah. that. I Ancient was like, cool. Ones. That's how it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you have? What have you liked? What, what, what's been on the top of your list? So far? Yeah, I've, I've got a good number of those. Uh, I'll say, yeah. starting from number, let me see, number five, I actually have. Oh, you ranked them? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah Abby ranks everything. Oh, you, no, should, I, you should have known. Abby, we we are in the it's same. Not a bad thing. Part of my no, 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 no. People love lists. Yeah, people lists are love great. rankings. I, I and that's my mantra in life. I will rank rankings. I will rank which of my rankings is the best. Like I'm, I'm right there with you. I rank love my rankings. It. Yeah, I've been, yeah. Yeah. I've, been tr- I've been trying to rank the entire Godzilla series since Jay asked me to do it like two I've years done it three ago. Times. And I cannot. I have a I have notes on my phone of every movie and there's numbers and there's mm-hmm. only like maybe six of them actually there's like the top three and the bottom yeah. three are ranked and I can't do anything else. So mm-hmm. and so and Abby, I don't know if you listened to when when Jake and I did the the best and worst of Godzilla in film yeah, episode early sure on. Did. Like we kind of decided about like instead of like realistically it's going to be impossible to rank them you can kind of do in clusters right like these are the upper tier three or four or five yeah these are kind of like pretty good like pretty close mm-hmm. these are kind of like eh, and then these are like we don't like them um it's <laughs> like i think that like there's i think that's probably the most accurate way because it's so the differences are so subtle between like my seventh and eighth right like who knows what well, depends right. on what day of the week it is so but mm-hmm. i love that you ranked them that just made my whole evening amazing Thank you. I realize I actually have six that are my favorite, so I'll start at number six. Even better. Let's do it. Yeah. Honorable mentions, too. This is kind of an honorable mention, because I don't know if it's a really... It, I don't know. I don't think it's a good film, but I love the ending. Uh, Son of Godzilla. I really like, I like the that snow. Movie. Best, and, one of the best yeah, endings. Yeah. It, it makes me cry to see the parenting on just, like, just how the, the loving, nurturing bond between Godzilla and uh, Minya. It's really special. That's yep. a, yep. I, I, I like that movie because it's kind of like a bottle episode. It just, everything happens on an island and you're never mm-hmm. off the island. I like that about it. I like the snow setting. I like mm-hmm. the weird, like, there's just random giant creatures all over the place. Yeah. I like, I like, that movie's fun. Mm-hmm. I would say that, uh, I'm, I'm glad you said that, Abby, because I think Jake and I are probably, if you, once again, if you polled the kaiju community, we probably like Son of Godzilla more than the average bear, if you will. Um, yeah. I think like we, I, we defend it because I think that, that one scene, is like yeah. it is just burn in your mind, and you want that needs to be. A, I want a mondo print of that. I want I a print on my wall of that what? snow scene. Uh, exactly. Mr. Tom Whalen, please, Tom, please, 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 Tom. Do this for us. Tom, we want it. We want it. I'll give Look. you the Ebera if you do. No, I won't. I won't because Tom's Tom's trying to steal <laughs> this one from me. He's not doing yeah. it. <laughs> trying to steal um, it. You better watch out. No, no, because is... you feel the the heat in that movie and like this, yeah. the the. The, everyone's sweating. I love that the the female who lives on the island already like <laughs> borrows the khakis from one of the dudes, but they like yeah. fit her so well. Surprisingly, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just I kind of like that. I like sure. I've always been like the one girl hanging out with a bunch of dudes, so there's part of that that I, I identify mm. with. Um, but yeah, it was like a, after one very special like moving therapy session, I watched uh this movie. I watched Son of Godzilla, and it was like I felt that connection. I was just like, oh parenting this is this is really special yeah and i've gone back and revisited that and always had that that like comforting like really good emotional release and jake you brought up something i know when we were talking about son of Godzilla. i can't remember if this was on air off air that like i think is a cool point that people overlook a lot of people just fixate on the fact that well they fixate on minya and just the design but aside from that they fixate on oh yeah but it's just a 
it's just a giant spider and a and a giant praying mantis. You know, that's what Kumanga and Kamakras are. It's like, yeah, you. I remember you telling me like, but if you think about it, those are two of the most legitimately scary monsters in the whole yeah. universe because right. like they're there's an element of realism, an element of like true Every, everybody is scared of spiders. Like yeah, everybody yeah. is scared of spy. Like they just are. Yeah. There's yeah, you're right. They're, and, they're and they're terrifying killing each other. because they're real. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Just and they're killing each other. They don't, there's not, there's no like, there's no, teams. no, yeah. no. It's just I mean, like, just we're in the jungle. Around. We're going to eat people. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. So I think that adds to it. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that you have something. Exactly. Like yeah. Yeah. The, the vulnerability and all that. And, and then yes, obviously like parenting, stepping in and making sure to teach the, the mm. young how to, um, to survive. I think that's awesome <clears throat> but it is my least favorite godzilla design i hate the 67 it's a it's a weird design Blech. the suit's yeah. weird he looks froggy yeah. in it his, his derpy is, yeah derpy, <laughs> derpy exactly <laughs> number five that i have down is is purely for the memory of watching it with uh with both of y'all actually godzilla vs megalon um and the fact that jake did that costume for dragon con and that character looks like Jake was like in yeah. a Godzilla movie back when they filmed. He was just ready right. to run it. <laughs> and I, I think it's Emperor. Yeah. Emperor Antonio. Yeah. I think sort of Best at that name. Why that is drag- his name Antonio? It's so it, I didn't even know he had a name. All I know well, is Well, I don't think I, they ever say it. I think it's just in the credits or something. Yeah. It's like Oh yeah, yeah this is Antonio. Yeah. Um I liked it because I with seeing you put that that costume together and wearing it to Dragon Con, I was like, if Jake is like willing to put this much into wearing this, <laughs> the dumbest costume ever. But it's awesome, and I loved it. And I think that 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 excitement about it is what like pulled me further. I was like, well, I want to know what it is that Jake likes so much about this. Yeah. And I think um, that movie is uh, it's it's dumb. It's got really dumb like sequences in it. Um, uh, I think that the 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 relationship between like the kid and the adults it's all a little weird. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's you're gonna, it's you're weird, but it's amazing. Weird. Yeah, yeah, weird. I uh, amazing. um the the actor who portrayed uh, Jet Jaguar is doing a, a signing right now. Like a you can you can pre order an eight by ten and and I showed Jay and I and I put it in our other chat too. The there were fourteen options. <laughs> to get of the eight by tens to get signed. And I was yeah. a little annoyed that the handshake wasn't one of them. Yeah. I, I wanted I, the Godzilla. Hand- Why is that not in there? But yeah. the one I ended up choosing is a black and white photo of Jet Jaguar mm-hmm. holding the kid with the, the two guys. And it just looks like a family portrait. And I'm like, that's yeah. the yes. one I'm going with because yes. it's, it just makes Dude. me feel weird. And I like that. I agree. I pitched, I'm currently pitching to uh, Tony Taylor, Tony Taylor Toys. Um, I want to release a kaiju series of like all of us. And Jake, yeah. I want, you've, you've talked about doing Jake Jaguar, yeah, Jake but Taylor, I want to yeah. have Jay on your shoulders. <laughs> no, can he be carrying me? Can yes. he be carrying me? Yes. yes. I want and Craig and Abby can be the other guy. Yeah. I'm going to Photoshop like, that tonight, Jay. Singing. That's amazing. Yeah, I That's think it's amazing. awesome, dude. <laughs> Yes, I'm, right. I'm glad of, of all of them. I get to be the the kid from Godzilla versus Megalon. Yeah. Hey, only if I can you... get it. Only if I can get an exclusive, <laughs> then I get to be riding that cool dolphin toy in the water. Then we're totally cool because oh, that's you, my favorite sure. thing in the world. You yeah. get the the dolphin toy exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my San Diego talk... Comic Con exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to Tony. Um, <laughs> moving on, though, I've got number four. And this is a movie that I saw for the first time, like in the last month, I put it on and um, it's a uh, Hedora. I, I really, yeah. I'm a Hedora love... shirt on. Oh yes. 
just it's like that movie's like a I said this Jake don't take offense it feels like a bong rip it feels like a trippy like psychedelic um I love that like they're the the, the youth are like out on the mountain partying um, like before Hedora is taken down. I love that Hedora's, I love Hedora's design. Um, when I went and read about it, I loved what I found <laughs> out even more with the, the eyes being reminiscent of female genitalia. Yeah. Um, uh, to be off putting. It's fucking yeah. awesome. I just, yeah. I, oh. We, um, we, we talked, we talked about it in, in our episode about how weird it is. We did the whole thing about Hedora and about how weird mm -hmm. it is, how half of that movie is, really serious and there's like he, a lot of human death in that movie yeah. and then yeah. half of it is Godzilla flying and and animation and, and, and weird animation yeah. yes yeah. yes it's, um I was mad Abby I was annoyed I told Jay this already but I was annoyed that you got that it was Hedorah's eyes at the end of the movie that Godzilla ripped out because for most of my Godzilla viewing life I thought those were eggs as did most of the community because they're shaped different. Godzilla pulls them like out of his stomach or something. Like you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he apparently they are the eyes. So whenever you texted me and you said something about that, I was like, she got it right. She got it right away. She, Good for you, Abby. Look at her figuring it out. <laughs> that's the, my that's my mo is to jump into things and just, just to like, jump in and know it. Just yeah, be good at it's, them. It's it is you know I, one <laughs> thing and and I will I'll like uh give the the overall kind of the the ten thousand foot view of our episode of Godzilla goes art house the the review of Godzilla versus Hedra. Mm -hmm. it it is truly and I'm not a fan of the movie. i I think it's there's cool parts. I just think it's so disjointed. It's not a good movie. Um, mm -hmm. there are parts of it I love. I mean, i'm I'm wearing a Hedora shirt. I, there's lots of it. but the I think our big takeaway that we settled on was that if you really think about all the Godzilla movies, the thirty six thirty seven films, there's only a handful that you can say are truly unique pieces of film. There's the original Godzilla 1954. There's Shin Godzilla kind of as the bookends. And the only other one that is there's no other film like it is Godzilla versus Hedra. I mean, it yeah. is a art house production. It's by a one-time director and Yoshimitsu Bano. It is very just – it is what it is. It's a product of the time, but it's also just like – a little bit of everything all jammed together. And, and where I netted out personally is that when they jammed it all together, it doesn't work for me, but it is, it is, you know, a very, you know, it's a cult classic. It's a pop, such a popular film. Um, but it is, it is truly the, one of the three most, I think unique Godzilla films in the entire franchise, whether you mm -hmm. love it, hate it, or you're indifferent about it. I don't think you can take that away from it. Yeah. Well, well said. said. It sounded like there was a kaiju monster. I know. Like was I that know at your? Was that at your place? <laughs> yeah, it's my place. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, but yeah, no. I wanted Craig's to say because drums. Most likely. Um, what you were mentioning with the with the original Godzilla and how that's a standout film. I think that that's it. That movie adds like such a, a grounded level of depth and what the expectation kind of going into the rest of the films is because it that that movie caught me off guard when i saw the original yeah. it was like uh and i've talked about it on the show before like the the choir singing at the end like the the, the death the it's like a it's a beautiful movie it's a beautiful piece of film and it's emotional um it has like real stakes the whole world is seems at that mm -hmm. at risk and um, and it's got that kind of the environmental social type of commentary. That's not like, not like Hedorah was, is like just in your face and doesn't really yeah. know what it is. It's like, which is why I would said it was kind of like a bong rip. Cause it's like, I very confusing and disjointed. Yeah. Like in the beginning, it's like, 
in Hedorah, it's like uh, the pollution is obviously what's destroying people. And so it seemed like it was going to go in that direction, but then it veered off into like a music video yeah, for right. a while. <laughs> he had like the talking head scene with all of them, like the baby in the sludge. <laughs> but a question, as a cat lover, we, we asked this on our episode, do you think the cat survived? The cat that's on the stairs in the sludge. Oh, yeah, I think cats. I think, I think the cat he survived always too. survives. I it, think Jake was like, he's dead. <laughs> no, no. Cats are smart. They'll climb. They'll <laughs> I know them well. <laughs> what, what's next on your list? Okay, uh, let's see here. Number three, and I know you like this one, Jay. Destroy all monsters. It's a recent watch for me. And nice. that, that felt like the the pit, like the the culmination of like. Yeah. So yeah, it's just everything in like kind of the perfect vibe and it's flow. an Avenger, it's an Avengers movie. Exactly. It is, I mean it is an Avengers is. movie. Yeah, yeah, Manda's like on your left. Um yeah. it feels <laughs> like Manda's the Hawkeye. Um, Abby texted yeah. me one Abby texted me one day and said, I like Manda, and I was just like, Abby. No, you, no. I was like, nobody hey, in the Kaiju community has ever said that. There's well, not well, enough I mean, to because, the design because he's I just mean, like a he he's supposed to kind of look like the traditional wet like dragon. the dragon right and he does in atragon in the original his original movie yeah but he looked just like the one in destroy all monsters he's just he's like straight up this on a string yeah. and it's just here like here comes man he can't yeah. do he's like slowly wrapping his yeah. body around yeah. other he but can't that's do funny. It. it is funny but he just He's, he's it's like it's like bad this. children's puppet theater it really yeah. is and that, i like that that's i was just at the center for puppetry arts in, in atlanta and they had that like yeah you could do and switch the dragon around mm -hmm. like in a, a little theater setting um oh, that's cool. oh, yeah so there there is something within me that was like oh that is Amanda. clearly a puppet there's, there's i liked it there's something about destroy all monsters that when you watch it there there are a couple godzilla movies that are like and i I don't, this sounds derogatory to be like, oh, well, Godzilla 54 is a real movie. You yeah, know, yeah. a lot of the other Godzilla mm -hmm. movies are silly. But when you watch Destroy All Monsters, it does feel like there are, Manda is silly. But <laughs> uh, the, the human characters and the interaction with everything, it all Alex. feels well written and it's good. Yeah. And it kind of like, mm -hmm. you, I, I saw this movie at a drive-in last year. That's amazing. Which was yes. amazing. It was a triple. Yeah. I, I don't. I, we we talked about it. It was a triple yeah. feature, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. and that was one of the films. But I remember sitting there watching it, just be like, God, like you, you spend a lot of time away from the kaiju in that movie, and you there's do. a lot of uh, human characters, but it all it works well. It's really balanced, and then at the end, there's just that giant. Mm -hmm. It's literally the Avengers. It's just literally yeah. the Avengers. But yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I like any movie that's set in the future of 1999. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, what did they think it was going to be like? Uh, I know they just did that, that in 1999. Yeah, I know. it has that mess up continuity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, the reason I love it, I, it was my first Godzilla movie I ever watched. So it was mm -hmm. my my babysitter when I was six in 1987. Like that was my first movie. Mm -hmm. I still remember it, and it's um. It's it, it has that nostalgia nostalgia uh, tie to me, but I agree. I think it's people kind of they, they shit on it a little bit because of they they 
perceive it to be a weak story. And I, I fully disagree. I think that the, the Kylax and the being like this living metal, uh, you know, and, and I think Akira Kubo, his portrayal, his performance as the lead, he's great. Like I just, there's a lot there that I really absolutely adore. And a lot of people also get fixated on the fact it's nine against one. It's not a fair, you know what? Who cares? I get to see Gorosaurus do a kangaroo kick. I get to see Varan flying in for 0.4 seconds. I get, to see them, I get to see them call Gorosaurus Baragon. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's so amazing. But hey, I love it's also attacking the different cities too. I thought that was yeah, so cool. That part I love seeing Godzilla in New York and shit. Yeah. yeah That's what I'm heck, saying. It's Nine against one, but really it's like four against one <laughs> the other five are just like because the suits were so damaged hanging but out also, in the background also if Here you think about Amanda. it but i know right by 1968 i think about like how many times did we get to see multiple kaiju attacking a city at once and you have that scene where you have godzilla mothra larva rodan mm -hmm. i believe and manda like yeah. all attacking it like once in tokyo right. and it's like that's kind of cool and so i uh i agree i think that is it is a fun movie. I'm glad you liked it. It is a, um, it, to me, it's one of the easiest watches in all of uh, Godzilla them because it's just like, I don't it goes know, down it's easy. so funny. And, yeah. and, and one of the most iconic scenes where the lady gets her earring ripped out and you see the blood, that that is another famous yeah. Godzilla scene. I always, I always go back to. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's that movie had like the, the popcorn like value. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Big, big fight, big explosions, lots of different cities. 100%. Really enjoyed that one. So that was number three. You got two mm -hmm. left. Okay. Yeah, I do. Right. I got two left. Uh, number two is the 1954 Godzilla, which we already kind of covered. Um, groundbreaking, serious, somber, horrifying, fantastic music. Talk about all that. <laughs> Science is taken seriously. Yeah. Um, environment is important, and how humans are affecting the environment is like uh, upfront, and it's just a, it's. I want to. I want to ask you a question about that because I I I feel like um in in my experience with people who haven't seen much Godzilla stuff they expect like someone who hasn't seen any Godzilla, they expect it all to just be silly and stupid and just dumb. Yeah. And anytime I've talked to somebody who has seen Godzilla 54 for the first time has been like, uh, what? Like, cause it is not presented in a silly way. It's just not, it is a serious monster movie at the time it was considered like that's considered a horror film. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't, you wouldn't really think about Godzilla as a horror movie, but that first film is it's, it's a deadly serious film. And especially if you, peril. Yeah. And especially if you, you know any of the background about how they couldn't make movies about Hiroshima. So this was their way to kind of get around it. Um, but when you watched it for like, were you expecting, did you already know from me or, were you expecting a sillier movie? Did you watch that and were like, oh, kind of? Oh, I was totally knocked off my ass and like taken aback by it, and yeah. it, in in a very good way. That that really peaked and like made my interest get even deeper. Um, yeah. I think it was after seeing that one that I was like, I want to borrow books and like start right. like you lending me movies. Um, yeah, because that that was like a beautiful piece of cinema. In, in yeah, a, did a, you watch the Japanese version or the 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 um the English or the American version with uh? with the Raymond Burr spliced in to my knowledge. I think I watched the Japanese version. Yeah. Was there a white, was there a white dude reporter in it? There was not. No. Then you yeah, watched okay. the Japanese version. There's, there's, oh, I really missed out on the white well, let me, dude reporter. Man. Well, Harry Mason. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll do this quickly. Uh, in the, in the original 54, when it came over, they filmed a, a whole bunch of extra scenes. Mm -hmm. 
Perry Mason, Raymond Burr, <laughs> um, and they put him in the film. And it's not bad. It's nope. not like a bad. It's great. He he lends himself very well. It's very serious. Yeah. He's got mm-hmm. some really cool voiceovers. But it is He's a, a great very actor. different. But it's a very different movie. And yeah. um, have you seen Have you seen um, Godzilla nineteen eighty five yet? Yeah, saw it. Okay, you've probably seen the Amer- American version of that one because that's yes. the more he's in that one. He is the Steve Martin character. That is him, the guy with the beard. Um, mm-hmm, yeah, the mm-hmm. old white guy with a beard. And okay, yeah, we we've talked about this on the show before. But whenever that movie was made, they wanted that movie to be a little silly when they when they filmed the American stuff. It was going to be sillier. Americans, yeah. yeah, and he was like, "I'm not doing that." He's like, "This original movie is not." to be made fun of and then we're gonna he like made them rewrite stuff on the spot because he had too much respect for the original film so i i like yeah. watching the american like versions Mason. of that yeah he's great <laughs> yeah that is great and I, I that is kind of something that i think can if there's like a the storyline i know with the with dubbing etc can sometimes be lost or yeah um but i think that 19 that 54 godzilla like that movie just it, you know it you it's just standing on its yeah. own and yeah. in its own way. And it's very, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I remember enjoying that. Um, I think I have it on VHS, so I may watch it tonight. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good what, one. Uh, uh, number what, one. Let's do this number one. Number I know one? number one. I know what it is too. Yeah. Do you, I know you guys. I think so. Yeah. And I have no figures from this movie because they're very expensive. And Jake <laughs> always buys them before I can see them. In the store. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Godzilla vs. Violante. It's yeah. my absolute favorite. It's Same. dude, like I, I know you can speak to it and you have, Jake. Um, it has such a it's a sci-fi like romance in, in so many ways. There's like there is like an undying love tale within it. Um the uh, the psychic uh female character uh, the, Mickey. Yeah, Mickey like, the debut of Mickey. Yep. My, this movie has my favorite scene of like any Godzilla movie and it is the scene with all the kids in the classroom raising what mm. they oh what I their love pictures. that yeah yeah they've all had the same it. dream the music behind that moment they all it just dun, 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 it kicks dun, right dun, in dun, and you're dun, just like, like, yes yes oh, yes yeah I love it it's coming I can't wait yeah that's exactly that's how that movie makes me feel um the design on Violante like the different forms like as a rose like and then and changing into like uh look, looks kind of like um the uh little shop of horrors too yeah uh, like, like also- crocodile ish yeah yeah yes yes and because I think what I when I was reflecting on this like what I love is the the juxtaposition of like the beauty and the monster mm-hmm. like the beautiful and the terrifying um it's just it's the I think that the design with Violante is like so beautiful when you see on the water um mm-hmm. And like the the relationship of like uh, Mickey having like a, a psychic connection, um, and even the open of the movie like is kind of it's like a, a almost like a Terminator like like late eighties sci fi opening and oh, yeah. it, it, the Serradian agents yeah, yeah that agents. that that plot is whatever but uh, this yeah this is a movie that I like to go back to and watch um, there's just something about the the uh, the big handsome military guy with like 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 comes in and can't. Super, can't really, are, you, are you talking about super the super X two uh, yeah. pilot who's like yeah. young, thinks he can do everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember messaging you. I was like, oh, this dude is totally gonna fall on his face. There's no way this thing's <laughs> gonna work. Um, yeah, that that is that movie is my um, aesthetically and just like messaging wise and like 
the way it grabs my mind is is unlike any other Godzilla. And yep. Jake, you were the one that was like, this is my favorite. So I, I had it's respect for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've we've said a lot about that movie. It's it to me, to me, it feels like it's on a, a whole other level. And I like to tell people who who haven't seen any Godzilla movies if they if they ask me, even even though there's the Showa era, there's the Heisei era, and all the Heisei movies are all connected. One mm-hmm. takes place after the other. I like mm-hmm. to tell people that there's like a, a secret trilogy hidden in the Godzilla films, and it's 54, 85, and Biollante. And just yeah. watch those three together, just because I really, really love the way that um, Biollante starts exactly where, you know, 54 ends and not 54. 84 84 84, 85 depending Mm -hmm. on which version you're watching but Mm -hmm. those three i think are other than chin those three are the most serious Mm -hmm. of the the entire franchise they're uh i don't know they're a little more well made i think as far as oh yeah actual movies go (laughs) but yeah violante is on another level for me i think it's the only movie that has a seriously scary villain like by Bi- well, i mean biolante is not really a villain but mm-hmm. biolante is the i think the only godzilla kaiju that is like legitimately terrifying yeah, yeah. and shen yeah and morphing yeah, and changing yeah. forms that that's well, something that I and you're you're overlooking the most important thing about that movie it's not that biolante is maybe the best kaiju design ever and we talked about that in our kaiju design episode mm-hmm. uh but it also has my number one Toho actress crush of all time, Yasuka Sawaguchi, who plays Erica, Erica, who who, who dies and becomes Bailante yep. until oh. she has until she has the worst uh, the worst scene in the movie is the when the when she's floating up in the sky, Photoshop of her face <laughs> in the, the yellow but, like yes. In, in her defense, I fell in I love, love with her in Yamato Takaru, not in Godzilla yeah. vs. Bailante, but Erica, I love you. Or yes. in nineteen eighty, she was in Godzilla nineteen eighty five as well, but um. Yes, so that's the most important part of Godzilla versus. Yes, yeah. yeah. There's that's like a, a good list. Feminine, a feminine touch too, I think that movie that that I appreciate. There's, a, I mean, a lot. I mean, because you have obviously mm-hmm. the intro of Mickey, who becomes obviously a bigger and bigger part until mm-hmm. Space Godzilla, when then she's like the lead, and they're like, yeah, we probably shouldn't make her the lead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing against Mickey, but I mean, yeah. You know, we another episode Godzilla in space. We talk about Space Godzilla. That's a fun one. Yeah, uh, yes. that's a good list. So I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you, Jake. So you know what Abby's well, not all the stuff that you've watched, but like mm-hmm. some of the the tops and the bottoms. Like what mm-hmm. uh, what would be your like for a couple of films that you would recommend for her to watch to kind of fill in some of those Godzilla oh, gaps boy. or other kaiju I, gaps? Well, I think I feel like maybe there needs to be some more sh- uh, some more Showa stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like maybe mm-hmm. um, I know you said you've seen Destroy All Monsters, but what about maybe like Monster Zero? Have you seen that one? Have Mm-mm. you seen? Any of the other older Ghidorah films, I feel like you have to check out one of those. I think I watched, I believe it was a Ghidorah one where there's like a um, a woman that's from space that comes and like, oh, I'm not sure. Honestly. Oh, yeah. The, she, yeah, that's that's, that's um, Ghidra, the three-headed monster. Or Ghidorah, that's the a, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I maybe, that one. I would yeah, maybe tell you Godzilla versus Gigan just because uh, Gigan's so one of my Gigan's very fun. Yeah, that's got Godzilla. I've seen that one. Have you seen that one? That has the theme park in it. Yeah, the theme park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the aliens are cockroaches. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. If there's like a if there's a a a miniature like theme park or if there's a theme park theme, children. Oh, the children. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And and the one guy that eats the corn. I love that guy. He's my. I love him. Yeah. 
comedic relief. So I, I got to ask one. Have you seen? Speaking of show, my fate. What I think is the best number one. On, it's been number one on my list, and it's hard because Godzilla 1954 is like it's one of those. It's hard to put in the list. Like, where do you really consider it? But factoring that out, what I think is the best show era film, and it's actually number one on my Godzilla list, and has been on the last three times I've ranked them, mm-hmm. is 1964's Mothra versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus the Thing. It's sometimes referred to here. Um, I think that's the best cast. That is the best. Um, I think that is the best. Like the movie that you have to that you the least amount of times go. Oh yeah, I'm watching a Godzilla movie. I think mm-hmm. that like it, it's the most well done for a, a golden era of Toho, golden era of kaiju film. Um, but I, the, the cast is. I mean, it's truly it's it's Hiroshi Koizumi, uh, Akira Tarada. Um, I mean, uh, uh, who is it? Oh, the uh, Kenji Sahara plays the big the big bad. I mean, it's this amazing mm-hmm. cast, and it's it is the it's important because. It's the last film where Godzilla is truly the bad guy. Villain, he's not yeah. necessarily a good guy coming after that. He's just not the the villain. Mm-hmm. And it's the one of the first crossovers. It's Mothra versus Godzilla. I know King Kong was the before it, but like a Mothra, totally property, yeah, right? Mothra already yeah. had her own film yeah. before. You In know. 61, that, yeah. That's one of the coolest things that some people don't, just like Rodan had his own movie. Mothra. Veron. Was it Veron? Mm-hmm. A lot of these creatures. I guess these own. standalones, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of standalones. Um, and I and mean, also you, the Mothra one, you also introduce fantasy to Godzilla for the first time because it was yeah, all science based. And then here mm-hmm. comes Mothra with the fairy twins. With twin. and, mm-hmm. Yeah, and everything. So that movie, I think it's one of the best. Uh, and like I said, from just top to bottom acting yeah. to story to the kaiju to the fight scenes to mm-hmm. everything i think it's just beautiful it's hard it's hard not to just be like okay and then you have to watch this one and then you have to watch this one, and the other one. but i <laughs> also think dude. and i think i think you might own this one because i think i might have given it to you and you watch them out of order i believe because there is godzilla versus mecha godzilla mm-hmm. and then or cosmic the- monster or the cosmic monster, or the bionic monster, or the bionic monster, and then they made uh, the terror of Mechagodzilla, which yeah. is the second Mechagodzilla movie. And I remember you were watching it, and I'm like, "Oh, you're watching two before one." I um, sure did. But you see, exactly did, did you it. see? Did you see the? You saw the first. Yeah, one? I saw the first okay. one, and I love that. That one was you like almost it. on my top five. Well, like, I that, think that was, a good one. I yeah. think. Uh, one of the most iconic Godzilla scenes of all time is when Mechagodzilla reveals himself. And in that music, yeah. that music is so awesome. And mm-hmm. he, you know, burns the fake Godzilla skin off his body is just, yeah. it's just fun. Um, I would say, I would tell everybody to watch Shin Godzilla. I'm not sure if seen. you've seen that. You I know. have. I really enjoyed it, but I don't think I wouldn't, these others stood out more to me and I felt more like talking yeah. about them. Shin's yeah. very cool. Okay. I have to, I've seen it only once though. So yeah, I understand there's some, Gotcha. I would tell that. Other than that, man, like you've seen, I think you've seen a good number of, you've seen a, a lot of the my favorites. So it's like hard to tell. I would, I would tell you to watch a uh, singular point, okay. which is that's uh, on Netflix, which is, right? It's on that's Netflix, an and, and I mean it's an anime, but it's a very, very different version of Godzilla, <laughs> and it's just it's very fun. So you said you're that Mando one. was in it. What am I forgetting? Uh, you're forgetting one. So I, 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 like, uh, don't watch it. Please. Well, actually, don't don't, watch, don't watch, watch it and let us know if you agree with it, but don't watch it. Um, <laughs> from the millennium. And I think this puts, this is really close. Oh, to me, yes, yes. One yes. of the most unique, because it is, it is a totally different interpretation of Godzilla. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you know, 
in the Showa era, there's loose continuity. There's loose mm-hmm. continuity. In Heisei, the 90s, that from 85 on, that, that is like a more strict continuity. And then in the Millennium series that followed, those are, for the most part, one-offs. There's a couple that are that are tied together. Um, but there's mm-hmm. one that's a totally one-off. Mm-hmm. It is a very different interpretation of Godzilla. One mm-hmm. of my absolute favorites. I think it's number three or four on my list of all time. And that, of course, is... Godzilla, Mothra, King Godzilla, Daikaiju Sokugeki. Our Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, giant monster, all out attack. And it is, um, it's very, uh, Godzilla's evil. Um, He's evil. And, yeah, he has like just white eyes. He's and, like and an ancient. Yes. He is. He is the souls of all the those that died in in the World War II. Japanese yeah. uh, soldiers oh, come back oh. to to destroy everything, and um, it is cool because there's him and Mothra and King Ghidra and Baragon is reinterpreted in it, and there's some really cool stuff. I absolutely love that movie, and there's some That's like great. subtle nods to some Showa era fighting style, but for the most part, it's a it's a legit like more modern movie. Yeah, with, uh, came out in two thousand and one, and uh, I love that one. And it's it's a different take. It's one that like. I think it's mostly well liked, but it's not everybody's cup of tea. But I absolutely love it. Um, and that's the one designs thing. are all great. Every all yeah. the creek, they all look a little different. Like Godzilla yeah. looks. It's one of, I mean, it's one of the top Godzilla designs. Yeah. He looks great. Oh, I love it. And yeah. King awesome. Ghidorah looks very different. And it's also like, uh, I don't uh, the only film where King Ghidorah is a good guy. I guess yeah. you know. It's like it's yeah. Yeah, it just it switches everything around. It's 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 it, very it's a cool. One. All out attack is the name of it. G, it's, people refer to it as people, GMK. GM, um, people yeah. call it GMK. Yeah, GMK or all out attack. Yeah, yeah, giant monster, all out attack. Yeah. Sounds like a hardcore band. I love it. It's I the mean, longest it is, name. But it's, it's, the it's the most <laughs> Japanese title of, of any of them. We um, should start a band and call it yeah. all, all, out, all attack. out attack. GMK yeah. all out attack. Um, but it's a good one. I, I think I think to Jake's point. Go tr- go uh, try some of the more kind of classic Showa stuff, Gears, if you like that. And mm-hmm. uh, and Singular Point was a great call. I think pe- a lot of people kind of forget about that, but like that is, an you know, that's by far the better of the two anime selections. And it's Mar- it's the newest thing. You it's can, the newest you know thing. I mean? It's the newest yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. There, so. It's cool. Um, and you know, neither Jake or I are anime uh, aficionados, but we we know Godzilla. And John liked it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There you go. We know that John liked it. Um, <laughs> Why? What? What else? Do we got anything else we wanted to talk about? We're we're we're, we're almost up on an hour and a half yeah. here, and I and, yeah. I and I know well hour and a half on this part of the the episode. <laughs> but was there any other questions we wanted to ask Abby or or you know, what else? I just had two. I had one um, that was very broad, and this goes to either getting into the films or um, or the collecting aspect of it, because I think that maybe even more might be more apropos for this question, but mm-hmm. I was there anything that was like when you got into it, like was so scary and daunting about diving into it? Um, whether that is the fandom, whether that is the, just how much stuff there is, whether mm-hmm. that's Jake just being like, no, Abby, you're wrong. Like, what is that? <laughs> Dude, I don't I've tell me I'm that. wrong. No, you've never <laughs> he would said never that. Say, he would never say that. And I think the reality is like, my personality is just to mm-hmm. jump in and I don't care who it's for. I'm going to, yeah. if I enjoy it, I'm going to like it. Speaking of hardcore music, I used to be like really into going to hardcore shows and there was not a lot of females that were like well accepted in that, in mm-hmm. the arena. Um, So I almost take it as a challenge. Like mm-hmm. I was always into like full contact football instead of like, you no know, two hand touch. Like I want to go all <laughs> the way into things and I like to get my hands dirty. Um, And I don't really... What, what other people want to gatekeep or, or prevent others from getting in it just 
it, it makes me want to get into it more and just be like, I'm actually probably going to know more right. about you in like a month. Um, <laughs> and Jake's never been anything, honestly, but accepting. And yeah. and so have you, Jay. And just it just the, the general love and respect. And I think the um, the breadth and like the age and the history of this world, there's there's like it's big. And, and so many people have helped to create things. And um, yeah, I, I don't I find it to be. I found it to be a pretty welcoming world. And That's awesome. from, yeah, I, I've seen like the last, that pop-up that we were at in Chicago, the, uh, the, the crowd was really diverse and like young. And I, I just, I think it's just very much cool when people can go into something without being afraid of it and just find what they love and, 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 and be, just absorb it as much as possible. Um, and then celebrate it with their friends. Like we are right now, which is like yeah. the, the later payoff when you can discuss it. Well, you kind of answered my second question, which was kind of like, I think the wrap up to the episode and really what we spent this whole time getting to is like, we really like, I know a lot of shows out there in all, all mediums and all topics, whether it's a Star Wars vlog or a, or a, you know, a toy collecting podcast or whatever. You know, I think a lot of times we're, we, we just naturally say, you know, whether you're a hardcore fan or you're a newbie to the genre, listen to us. We're, you know, but at the end of the day, like most people kind of start it at level 10 right um but like this episode is really to show like no 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 like we really want to become accessible to folks that and get more people loving the genre whether they ever listen to us again jake and i don't care we just yeah. want more people to love this genre because i do feel there's so many great things foundationally about it for mm -hmm. all walks of life and all that stuff so for you as a legitimate newbie but what somebody that's already consumed a ton of content like mm -hmm. beyond impressive like do you have any advice or any last kind of parting words for because we know we have people that listen to this that are from the ghostbusters community that are from the star wars and masters of the universe toy collecting yeah. community from the horror community like right. and they're like okay jake likes it and i love jake so like yeah. maybe <clears throat> i need to get into this so like what would be your kind of like advice or parting words for those folks to like to like hey Go ahead. You're, yeah. at the, you're at the edge. Let's yeah. push them off into the world of kaiju. I would be like, if you like Ghostbusters, you already like kaiju because Steve of Marshall, man, <laughs> he is a kaiju. And um, you don't even know why that works, but with our interview that will that we that probably has already played <laughs> on this episode, and he was going against that. So I'm glad, Abby, you're on our side. I'm yeah. on your side, dude. <laughs> I love, I love it. Uh, yeah, no, I would say that if you're if you appreciate movies films as we call them like i i think that there is a, a depth in the in this in the universe of godzilla and in kaiju movies that is will satisfy and scratch an itch that you may not have even known you had um and there will be surprises and things that will delight you along the way that will be enough to keep you going and although it is expensive to collect like some of the 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 toys like you've, you've talked about but just you can start at any price point. You can start like in on at any level. Like I have get finger puppets, um, watch what's available to you. I know it's kind of hard like to, to collect VHS, but I mean, HBO has a good amount of Godzilla movies yep. on, you know, voodoo, um, et cetera. Um, and talk to Jake, honestly, or, or to Jay, but if you need recommendations or explanations, there's, you're going to find somebody else who's in this community, uh, yeah. who will explain stuff to you and celebrate it and enjoy it with you. Um, and like everything, you'll end up finding more friends. And I think that's the most important thing. Well said. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to knock my table over. Just, <laughs> just give me joy and anxiety. 
If you want to hear more from this wonderful Shoguness of the Show, Bajin, it's easy. You just got to go to YHS. Yes, have some group therapy on Facebook. Join the most accepting, wonderful, awesome community on the information superhighway. It is just just beyond amazing. And that is kind of that nurturing biosphere that spawns out into all these wonderful YHS properties that Abby is also a part of, including Toy Anxiety every Tuesday at 938 30 Central on the hey. It is shifting the paradigm of toy collecting as we know it. And you're joined with Mr. Jacob Walsh, with Craig Goldberg, and with Ryan Dole, the kingpin of Canadian collectors. They are the best of all time. You got YHS Prime. Without YHS Prime, hey, we wouldn't be here. And then you just start, I guess this is what, week three of the Book of Boba, the the, yep. or, me, the Boba Book Club, I'm sorry, yeah, the, the Book, Book of Club. Boba Fett. Um, I, lots of Bobas there, um, which is an amazing recap show of Book of Boba Fett and you guys you've kind of like a rotating panel you know you yeah, got sure. Troy Benjamin on there you got I saw Kat Hansen was on last yep. week and um that's an awesome show so everybody go check that out and then if you have a few bucks if you just you know maybe you got a nice bonus maybe you got you're gonna get some tax relief coming up give a few bucks to YHS a Patreon because you guys give them some awesome awesome bonus content whether it's Jake reading some Stephen King whether it's Abby reading her diary. I mean, there's everything on there and it is amazing. So please go do that. And of course, if you do like our show, just please, please, we're begging you, leave us a review on whatever podcast service on YouTube or wherever. Just like it, subscribe it, do all the stuff. You know the, the verbiage, you know the vernacular because we really do appreciate it and we want to keep talking kaiju for as long as they'll let us. Jay, you're so good at that. Well, yeah, I'm like, why would I, I love say it. anything else? I'm just gonna Listen, put my real, sunglasses on. Real and eat quick, some spam. Real quick before we get out of here, Abby, talk about your blog, and then we're gonna end. Oh uh, yes. yeah, I do have a blog that I uh, I launched like a week ago. Um, it's called unstructuredfreetime.com. It's all one word, lowercase. Um, and yeah, it's just a little website that I opened up, and I I have uh, big intentions to add uh, more to it. But I put up a big post about um the art of collecting and like what collecting means to me. And I did mention uh, Toku Toy Town and Jay and Jake in the piece. So check that out. I would appreciate that. And awesome. thanks for all the other things, Jay. I really appreciate those. No worries. They're, they are nothing but the truth there. Don't need to, don't need to <laughs> embellish anything. <laughs> awesome. Well, Abby, thanks for, for coming on here and doing this with us. And, and clearly you're well, I, I know Craig, Craig's not welcome on this show. Listen, <laughs> He's not recording another video in there. I don't want him on here. So, but you, you're welcome anytime. Anytime you want, anytime you want to come Thank on, you. whatever it doesn't matter. Just let me know if you, even if you're like, hey, I want to talk about this movie. Just let yeah. me know, and we'll push Do our it. schedule. And we'll, I will because we'll I'm going to watch some of these movie, so. that you've recommended. Yeah, and maybe we can have Craig, but just him sleeping on the couch. I think that'd be <laughs> funny. Yeah, he'll okay. have to read the subtitles. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. Fantasy's tough for him, and so's uh, yeah. The subtitles. <laughs> Craig that's can't read. I love. Yeah, like, <laughs> the whole thing is that Craig can't read. Um, <laughs> we love you, Craig. We, we did it. You, uh, thanks, everybody, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, in the next one. Peace out, y'all. Bye. I'm gonna go back to YHS Island. <laughs> <laughs>